You guys, yo, your ears do not deceive you, listeners. Oh no, we this, are in the same building. This is not the Legion of Zoom, the same room at the same time. Yeah, this is that, that real Spider Man type shit before the Spider Man type shit. What's going on, y'all? <laughs> yeah, yo, you know what it is. You always got to have a plan B. You know, you know uh, first of all, I'm Quincy Jones. Go, yes, sir. To my right, the best damn tag team partner in the business because we are the world's greatest tag team doc lesnar the hip-hop hybrid yes sir yes sir you guys know you guys know my spectrum between hip-hop and of course the world of uh pro wrestling but uh yeah we're back and uh felt it was only right to kind of do this episode together um respectfully yeah um unfortunately yeah. yeah just i mean unfortunately we 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 suffered a huge loss in the pro wrestling community huge um I mean, it's a void, really. Like, for me, personally, it's a really big void. But, um, you know, he's also a man, too, you know, yeah. uh, with family, friends, you know, colleagues and all that. So, not to be selfish, but uh, Razor Ramon, a.k.a. Scott Hall, man, uh, yeah. b.k.a. the bad guy. Um, from what I can gather with information, and not to get too graphic here, but it was... Uh, multiple heart attacks yeah as a result of uh i don't want to say it was some sort of botch type situation but i I did hear he recently had uh some sort of surgical he had a hip surgery oh okay yeah and some so complications from that may or may not have uh, you know i don't want to place blame on anybody you know this isn't like a Mm -hmm. that kind of episode but um that kind of put him in a bad way you know and it was shocking to hear about that. Uh, to be honest, for me personally, um, I'm a huge fan of Scott. Um, have been since yeah. I was little, man. It, it's I just... mean, him and Sean brought you to the dance. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not too sure who came along first. I, I mean, I it know was it's... Sean. Sean came first because mm-hmm. he, he got me with uh, a lot of these bouts he was fighting, you know, with the bigger guys and still like, yo, he's letting me know that. It I don't matter what Scott might have came along, though, in the WWE system because I think he uh, he might have been in the Rockers still when Scott started. Well, I, I know yeah. from, from when I noticed, like, things that they did. Like, there's people that I've watched, but, you know, it, it, okay, I may, may, may not have been a fan of them right away, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's certain things I remember where it's like with Scott, like, I remember distinctly when Raw was still was at the Manhattan Center. Oh him, yeah, him in uh in um, you know, the, just this the kid at the time. Oh yeah, whether it's Lightning Kid or One Two Three Kid, mm-hmm. you know, it's all it's all up to you. But I remember those, and and just I remember to this day we you know we used to be those kids that were lucky enough on a Friday night, sometimes twice a week we used to hit the video store. And we go straight to the to the the home video like Coliseum section. No question. For for you know they had uh, they had a little bit of WCW, but not not a whole lot. It was mostly like WWF uh, you know stuff and classic stuff. And I remember you know we used to rent those, not even knowing that they were you know any type of periodic 
type of order. We were just like, oh, let's rent this one next. Let's rent that. We don't know. We yeah. didn't even. We weren't even hip to like storylining and and all that. The stuff. timeline at all. Yeah, it was just like, oh, this guy was impressive in this video. Let's. That's another reason to get this other video. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, hey, this got that last guy that was on that last one, and yep. plus some other guys I haven't heard of. Oh, let's check these out. Yeah, and and I remember just that ladder match, him and Sean, dude. Of course. And and I shared it in my post, and you know. I know everyone's gonna have their own post. Everyone's gonna, you know, say a lot of the same. But, but say what you may. But there's a lot of things I don't remember in my, in my childhood. But this match, this match made me fucking cry. Yeah, I was nine years old, man, and I remember it's crazy as I talked about. It, I was scrolling down my feed right before I was looking for that picture you sent me when we actually met the outsiders. I couldn't believe yeah. I didn't post it. So I saw a lot of old stuff. I I didn't remember I posted from the beginning of this account, like in the. You know, as we're getting ready for the launch, mm-hmm. and one of the the posts I put up was, "Oh, name a, a match that had you emotionally involved." And I had the same picture that I posted mm. the other day with him and Sean, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And so I didn't realize I had already spoken about it. So I was like, re re kind of recapping. I'm like, "Man, yeah, this." I was watching these guys go to war, literally mm-hmm. using a ladder in, in ways I never thought. You know, just I hurting mean, each other, and I. I that was that was that was, was the, like, that was the I, first know. ladder match we've seen. So that was the first time we saw that kind of um I won't say brutality, but physicality. I would say brutality because, you know? you know, we were used to like you know, not to say we were used to so much, you know, the blue chairs weren't like getting used all the time back in the day. Not not as much as like the attitude era hit, you know. Yeah, you're right. But it was different, but I was like, these are two of my favorites, and and they. Oh yeah, no, I understand that. I that was tug just saying, of war was you, crazy. Yeah, yeah. You, it was, I was just trying to put that other layer on top because yeah, it's yeah. not just a straight up match. It's to determine the Intercontinental Champion, which is probably one of the hottest mid cards that was going at the time. Yeah, and yeah. you got these two guys that yeah, literally were both equally your favorites, and they're not just. In a regular match, they're doing battle, dude. Like over this prestigious title, I, I you know, like and they, it's not even the 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 world title, but it felt so much more bro, important because like, those guys were fighting. Over they it. were fighting like they hated each other, right? And that's what kind of got to me, and it made it made it real. Like I didn't know who to yeah. cheer for. I, no, I, I remember to this day you were very very torn. I, I remember like even like I, I don't do this a lot, but I remember as a kid, you know, I was shy, but I was audibly like how upset I was. I was yelling at the TV like. Stop it! Stop it! Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I'm watching a tape. They can't even hear me. This isn't live. Like, yeah, you know, it's not like a little fairy's gonna carry my word all the way into the arena. This has already happened. This has already been recorded. Yeah, you no, know? you were like but worried was, for yeah. their well being. Like, you know what I mean? It was that, dude. It was so like I credit those two with that and getting me into wrestling. Like, yo, this shit is real, real. Like, mm-hmm. but sh- I, I got to take a step back as a fan, and you you look at Scott and like. There's so many things that weren't possible without him doing, you know, having a part in it and having his fingerprint on yeah. it. Like, you know, we talk about, you know, yeah, the NWO is going to be probably the hugest thing, but there was a lot of swell that happened after that yeah. because of the NWO, you know what I mean? But also him deciding to leave WWF at the time. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, first and foremost. Yeah, yeah you know, like that. I remember when he left, I was like, where the fuck is Razor at? Like, I remember noticing he was not on TV. Like, yo, where is this man at? I'm like, he must be I re- Yeah, I remember because, yeah, exactly. I remember thinking that. And then the same thing happened because I was a Diesel guy. Yeah. Because I went through a similar thing when Diesel took on Taker, even though I don't want to say serendipitously, but we all know what happened that day. I ended up getting a head injury that took <sighs> us away from the pay-per-view anyway. 
But he's like, we we don't want you to suffer and watch this match the same as your brother. Yeah, we're gonna take word. you out. Wait, what? <laughs> you cannot handle what Man, he, that, he see, has endured. That's a whole other podcast for another day, right there, too. That, yeah. that whole thing. But yeah, dude, I don't. know. It, it's so. You think about he showed up first in WCW. Yeah, I, I that's where I was gonna go. Yeah, uh, I mean, the curtain call was mostly because of him. Because all mm-hmm. the other guys still had dates to finish off before they had to leave. Yeah, but yeah, he was the first domino for sure. I mean, the Sting character, the Crow character for Sting. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? I mean, he's got his fingerprints even, you know, not to take away from his, you know, a lot no, of things, all, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, even the fact like, you know, some moments are one-sided in wrestling. Um, You know what I mean? And, but some moments or matches are like you know like hogan rock yeah you know what i'm saying and i think that ladder match although we've seen way more innovative things happen it's some most gratuitous you know i mean yeah yeah, some of them are simple and like a flapjack on or whatever you know because you think about what they were doing i mean they were shoving each other off of it i think there was a suplex at one point there was a splash off of it most of it's like throwing your opponent catapult them into it you know what i mean it it was still very like dude like sean did a super kick from one to the other yeah dude yeah like like, which is like and the fact that they ran it back twice for SummerSlam because gorilla monsoon was like we're gonna do a a wrestlemania rematch for for that title again yeah And, and it's just like you said, as much stuff as anybody could do. Sammy Guevara with that crazy cutter he just did on on, on Cody, right? Yeah. But Sean and Razor are still the standard bearer, right? Yeah. Still, no. still very much like the go-to. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you can't. It's talk, uh, yeah. that's the thing. You cannot bring up a ladder match. You know what I mean? Without talking about that match, and it's what I was the point I was going to make is again. Imagine if they just had a straight up match for the title, and that's one thing. You know. Savage and Steamboat. You know, you you hear about those incredible bouts. They're just tethered to the yeah right? forever in time. Yeah, yeah the yeah. most iconic, perfect, great, greatest matches type of thing, right? But then it's like you throw in the fact that it's a ladder match, and how many gimmick matches can you really remember that were like really good? There's like and, and one, when yeah, everything went right for the yeah. most part, right? It's like a perfect match. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I think there was like one elimination chamber that was fire. Yeah. Um, I I mean I think there was like. In the past decade, only really one Survivor Series that really captured. I agree. I mean, it was the one where that Sting debuted at the end of. If, if I agree. I, you know what I mean? But I like, mean, some some would say the NXT one was kind of cool, but I mean, they they they, they no, nah, I don't want to get it. They they dropped a few guys yeah. out of that one. Well, I, I, but I, I, I but in, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, it's you know what I mean. Like, there, there's a lot like where where it's few and far between. He his is one of you know that that one of the top. top it, it's spots it's for like. Sure. For like, you can't do hell in the cell without talking Taker, mankind. Absolutely, yeah, you know okay, what I mean. Yeah. I feel like it's in on on that. It's living on that same block. You can't so. do an Iron Man match without Sean. Yeah, uh, Sean Brett, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, and, and look, I just want to say, you know, because I, I do want to cap this off because I could talk about, I could do a whole podcast. Yeah, no, nah, for, sure. for sure. Yeah, the walk, yeah. the talk, the yeah. cheese mo, like. Before the word drip was for real, this man for real, like you seen this the charisma was dripping, dripping on his attire, like, bro. Like, like the gold, the the the. Oh, well, you want me to clear the table? I'll clear the table for you, man. Yeah, yeah man. Like, bro, like he out here in Opalaka. Oh, dude, like that. Then you realize how he was like a tall some bitch, like. Bro, like, like you don't even want to like, fuck with this guy. I think guy. he was like six three, six four, something like. You that. don't even want to fuck with this guy, yeah. and then you realize 
He's coming in with a guy that's seven foot. Yeah. There's a guy bigger than him. Exactly. <laughs> I'm the, he's the medium, man. Man, like, it's, you know, but he, he went on, obviously, never, quote, unquote, the world title guy that everybody was, you know, swore that he should have been. But I don't know. I feel like he, he you know, I, I often, like, uh, was reminded of his attitude on things. Like, he didn't mind, like, not holding the title and actually want, was more about trying to do better for what was, you know, for the business. Obviously, people would see it different. Bring some paper. But with the, yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, bring that up as well. But, um, you know, it's one of those things where, like, you know, he went on to, what, U.S. title, uh, WCW tag team title, obviously yeah. Intercontinental title. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, wrestled in ECW once. Like, he, he did he a lot Japan. of things. Bro, he did a lot of things that, that like, he did it his way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, I think I was talking talking to you off uh, mic was, like, having to truly kind of defend him during, like, the, the whole drunk storylines for wcw i was like it's just i didn't know if it was real or not you know what i mean because you hear the stories and then you know the stories and then you see what is going on tv you're like no i think he's over he's just acting but then you're like well i don't know they did the same thing with hawk yeah and and that was (laughs) just as uncomfortable yeah 100 and that's my thing is like it's tough because every time i think of scott hall i don't think about like what's he getting himself in like i always what i always remember first if I ever hear something bad, like if he got to drinking again or whatever, and not to you know, no, no, speak, it, but but I always is, yeah, thought about that story where he was a bodyguard, and yeah, you know, and I don't know, I would think everyone knows the story, but if you don't know, he was a bodyguard. Uh, something went, I think it was at a club, strip club, maybe he basically had to defend himself. Yeah. Against a guy who I think was I don't know if he had a gun or whatnot, but he it was him his life or his life basically. Yeah, he had he had to. I mean, in his words, he had to kill a guy. Yeah, like, and he never and, he he's openly said he's never really like recovered from that, and so I can't imagine dealing with that, especially you know in your twenties. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that's really where you're just trying to be. Your twenties really dictate who you're gonna be. Almost like for the next it, you, level you figure of your life. Out, yeah, you figure out what what you like, what you don't like, what you yeah. you know, like what you stand for, what 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 you ain't rocking with. Like there's yeah, you learn a lot about yourself yeah. within that time. So it's like to shoulder that kind of thing, yeah. and then you're like, oh, man, I gotta I gotta go do this. Yeah. Fucking so I, I just felt like it was just demons stemming from that. Yeah, but I mean, he's I mean, oh, go no, no, ahead. go ahead, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say on a brighter note though, he's got his fingerprints all over the new school, whether it's the too sweet. Whether it's people saying "Hey, yo," whether it's the the glide walk to the to the oh, ring. Oh man, I, I, the, I, 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 my guess know. my guess is you you watch NXT 2.0, but I know you didn't. But I'm gonna feel you in on that later. In, in nah, that, I've been but, hearing a bunch of different yeah. things. Like I heard KO had a uh, he started off raw saying "Hey, you know, hey yo," yeah, and things like that. I did see that, and, and you know what? Uh, it's funny because I know you're gonna bring him up a little bit later, but people were even like. You know, you know, we're not putting two and two together. There was all these stupid reports about, oh, Damien Priest being asked to stop using his finisher because he he uh, used the razor's edge. I'm like, first of all, he's always used the razor's edge before, and second of all, he's probably using it because of the fact that it was like the same night that we heard that he was on like on life support for the first day. Yeah. So I'm like, he probably did it as a respect to him. Yeah, I, but everyone I, was making it about about this Cody thing. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I mean, I think it it might be a little bit of both. But it's like it's crazy too because Brandy, I don't know if you saw, she tweeted out. Oh my God, that, that was shit, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You sent that yeah, to me. It was, it was like yeah, trying to send out 
her you know, condolences, basically. Yeah, and then, hey, when you Cody going going to come Shut to up. WWE? It's like, man, what the hell? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, man. But but, uh, but no, I was just going to say, yeah, from the walk, the talk, the charisma, the machismo, the drip, whatever people are calling it now. But even down to the, you know, you can call it a fallaway slam, but there's a bunch of people doing oh, the uh-oh. SOS. You oh, you sack of shit? Yeah. Sack of shit from the top rope? De- definitely, man. Avalanche or, SOS? Or how about the thing, you know, where... Uh, down where down here the you know i know what oh, that yeah, is dude. where they point to each other with the you know one arms i call, up it, I call the, it the click point yeah it's basically half of a fusion yeah it's, it's yeah. definitely like I don't, dragon ball i, I don't know dragon if ball that's fans. yeah it's not i don't i don't believe that's where they got it from but no. it's something that they've done yeah, yeah i don't it's it's but people do that yeah i mean even know? sting does it you know what i mean yeah um but i mean you know you got guys like even when he was still you know with us like you had guys like carmelo hayes who were still like coming out with a toothpick yeah, and doing you know small stuff like that too. Again, I just mentioned you know Damian Priest with the uh, yeah the Outsiders Edge. Um, Ethan Ethan Page doing that shit too. Yeah, you're right. Ethan Page yeah. is freaking just yeah, just <laughs> trucking. trucking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but but, but now nah, real it, talk though. Yeah, man. Yeah, they they are. Uh, they, there's a lot of his fingerprints, or I guess his uh, signatures, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, via his buddy Sean, I, I'd imagine. Uh, on this uh, 2.0 episode, which I'll get into in a bit. Yeah. But rest in power. Yeah. Uh, to Scott Hall. Rest in paradise. A person who personally to me filled a void when I needed a little bit of a, I don't want to say guidance, but as a shy kid who who needs, who's like, oh, this is what cool means to be cool. Mm-hmm. This is how you carry yourself. This is... Mm-hmm. Oh, this is this is what kind of this is what charisma. This is what attitude is about. It's confidence. And then and then you get older, and then you follow more stuff. Where you're like, oh, this guy's business savvy too. Mm-hmm. You know, you start learning about different things that are kind of. I know me personally. Like I said, this is kind of a a big thing. I mean, I appreciate you checking in on me. Yeah. Everyone for checking in on me. Who knows me? And you know, again, you know, I think I told you my worst nightmare was like we're gonna get a whole bunch of people trying to pay homage now when it was like people you yeah. know people like I, that's why I even like for me it was like so personal that even when i started writing the post i started talking about the song i'm like i don't even need to, i was like this this feels disingenuous so i'm like because now it's gonna feel like i just want people to check go and check song. out the song yeah, yeah and it's like that's not even what it's about no you know no. what i mean but it's like for me i've always read for you know gave this, this guy his flowers like for me personally got to meet him you know lucky enough quite a few times yeah i just i was about and to was say too cool, that man. was fun because like we had outside of shirts and i think yeah, we had dude. the white ones right yeah we did and everyone else had the red ones and they noted that when we came over to do the the photo which i think we both posted on some, uh, some yeah i definitely put it up i appreciate IG. you yeah and uh yeah i remember it was just cool how they even you know just having a conversation with guys we grew up watching like yeah. fucking a man i remember when yeah. you guys i had a toy of diesel and he had a toy razor ramon and then i remember when you guys jumped ship it was like what's going on like are they here are they are, why, why is what, this why did he uh, change his name to scott that's yeah, not his name yeah yeah that why was just he, so surreal oh man who's and kevin then, nash yeah that's not kevin nash that's diesel the whole i mean i just feel like <laughs> oh man we've been really those Fortu- guys, we were fortunate man yeah like and and yeah that was kind of like one we, we've been a lot you know afforded a lot of cool moments like that where we get to meet a lot of people mm-hmm. that you know in, in real life they've been really cool as fuck and that yeah that conversation was cool they even had to you know not to like you know over sensationalize it but it was just cool because we watched these guys growing up and they were like oh man we remember when we brought those up yeah they didn't they they, they stopped printing those they just made us uh 
but they just they just kept selling the red ones. Yeah. And I, I remember them saying that. Like I was like, and I remember talking. I'm like, I'm glad we went with the with the original white ones. Mm-hmm. For some reason, like some told me, like, nah, I feel like everyone's gonna have the red ones. And then we go up there, and, and they pretty much were like, yeah, yeah, the, we had the white ones. And then uh, it was like short run or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, short run, and every all of a sudden they started put, putting out the red ones. I'm like, man, this is cool, then. Yeah, we stood out. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. But anyways, man, uh, rest in power, Scott Hall, 100, percent man. Yeah, um, don't ever question or, or come for. Uh, he, like I said, he was uh, number one and number two uh, next to him and Sean. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the funny thing is, it's like I think I told you I was like, it's just weird because people, you know, you hear about the click all the time, but then you never think about the first person in the click like that's gonna be gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what kind of was fucking with me. I was like, man, these guys have been with me. Like, the, the click has been like, it's like literally like a culmination of all me, between me and you. Mm-hmm. Like, we kind of reflect a lot of the, those personalities together. Like, I'd say, like, it's like, you're Hunter and, and, and Nash. Mm-hmm. I've been always like, Scott and Sean. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, I love being a little bit of, <laughs> A little bit of that Pac. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I would say Loot might be might be Pac. Shouts to Salute, man. <laughs> Shouts to Salute, man. But anyways, just rambunctious and, you know, always always down to fight. But, you know, but, uh, someone that obviously had uh, some, you know, ties, but not obviously Pac recently, too. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he's worked with, with Scott Hall uh, on a number of occasions and uh, actually did a kind of like a Scott Hall tribute at, at the uh, old Rival Pro Show. Yeah, uh, when he, he came did, out yeah. Or not. yeah. Uh, Joey Janela. Yeah, he actually uh, had a comment about his current status with AEW. Did, did you hear about this? Yeah, I did. I mean, there's some, I, I would say, uh, curious wording or verbiage. I would say just to. I'm trying to mind. I mean, I'm not trying to disrespect Janela's. Obviously, we've worked with them before, but it's. I just found it interesting that I think one of the quotes he said was like he was deciding not to jump, you know, in front of you, but. Some, no, no, something good. about he's choosing not to re-sign with AEW, but ultimately that's not really – like it's not up to him if he can re-sign. Like it's more – Well, it kind of it kind of is um, in the sense that his his deal's expiring, which is up to yeah. them whether they want to renew or offer a new deal. Either way – On that aspect, Whichever yeah, okay. deal he, he's offered, he has to sign it anyway. So if he's like even just – taking the option of him wanting to even get offered the deal off the table then you yeah know what i mean it's just kind of a little bit different yeah but but that interview he did though was pretty um definitely pretty insightful the one i have one of the quotes but i was looking for the full quote i got i got a couple uh, got, to... uh, well the one i have right now is he was talking about how um oh there's he's talking about the match between him and sunny kiss oh, okay um he said I, I would have had sunny go over and i would have walked into the sunset you know i guess knowing that you know, it doesn't seem like they're going to be picking up his uh, contract. Contract, because that's one thing he's been saying. That's the 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 key quote that everyone's been talking about is radio silence. Like he hasn't heard mm-hmm. anything from them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. He said that. Uh. I think they had plans for me because Tony kept on saying, "quote After this, we're going to bring you back to TV." But unfortunately, I think I had a, a lot to do with this with the situation where I worked with Eddie Kingston and Charlotte, and I super kicked them in the face a little bit too hard, came in a little bit too hot. I have been squatting probably 50 more pounds than I am used to be squatting or, or, or used to be squatting. 
and doing 100 pounds more in leg press. And I don't know. I didn't realize I had that type of power in my leg. I like how he's putting himself over. <laughs> and, and I gave him a super kick, and I broke his orbital bone. He was going into a feud with Chris Jericho, and I feel that may have been the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, uh, yeah, I heard that apparently he noticed the radio silence started to pick up after that happened because a lot of people started, I guess, piling on feeling that he wasn't a safe worker. I don't know if yeah, that's I, true, but yeah, I didn't I, have, I, the report I heard did not have names provided either. I did see that uh, he did comment on, like, you know, how it's kind of hard once you get that kind of quote-unquote reputation. Mm-hmm. If someone sees you as that way, it's kind of hard to shake. And I was like, you know what? That's a fair thing to say. Yeah, yeah I can't. Yeah, I, exactly. that's what I felt like, too. I was like, I can't deny you on that one. But, yeah, it's weird because, uh, like he said, it seemed like they had some plans for him. But he said he also, you know, mentioned that Marco Stunt's been getting the same treatment as well. As far as, like, the radio silence and, you know, you know, he, he made it a point to say, you know, he used to hang out with Tony, you know, back in the, the, the early days of AEW, you know, back in the day, I guess, you know, when they had, like, the New Year's Eve parties and stuff like that all the mm-hmm. time. But uh, he says, yeah, you know, you considered him a friend. But that's one thing I thought was interesting, too, is that he never once um, basically bashed him. He just kept saying, like, you know, I do appreciate, you know, my experience there. Yeah, I saw that, too. It didn't seem like it was negative. He was just speaking. He was just providing his opinion. Yeah, I mean, well, even in a sense of, like, saying, like, he's going to take everything he learned, you know, with him to the next, you know, situation, you know, wherever that's going to be, obviously, on the indies. But, yeah, yeah, you know, it was one of those things where I guess a lot of people probably would have thought he was going to go a different route and, you know. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think – I'll be honest. I don't think he needs AEW. Um, I think the things he did in the beginning was dope. You know what I mean? Like, especially, you know, going against Omega, going against Moxley. I know he also did, you know, I enjoyed what was going on with Sonny Kiss and him. I just didn't know why it was like it would play on TV and then it would be like only on dark. And then it would kind of, you know, be shown in a clip. And it's like, okay, I but why do I have to, you know what I mean? I, I'm not trying to be like that kind of fan, but it's like, why do I have to go to the internet to check this out? But you want to show me the highlight on, on TV. You know what I'm saying? So I think it just felt like a stunt Well, stop. they're trying to they're trying to market more people to get to the YouTube show. I'd, I'd imagine is why they're doing it that way. But if, if I mean, obviously it's not working. If that's if that's yeah. how it's making you feel, you know, you're like, well, just put it on TV. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt about it. Because I wanted to kind of see how, uh, you know, uh, if they're going to, I won't say put the rocket behind them, but see what kind of opportunities they're going to well, give Well, I mean, now. one thing I'll say is he had a hell of a promo that he recorded, you know, with the whole casket um, segment when, oh, uh, yeah. uh, when he was going up against Mox with that Lights Out match. Yeah. And, you know, also kudos to him, you know, in that match uh, against uh, Hangman Page at all, all Out or All In. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I figured, you know, where they had him, guys like Jimmy Havoc at the time, uh, Darby was kind of getting into that hardcore, more you know, mm-hmm. more style. So I forget. Oh yeah, they to... got that triple threat match too. That yeah, was crazy. The, the I think whole, it was all out. The the, the barrel cracker barrel, barrel yeah. brawl or something like that. Uh, yeah. They kept they kept fumbling the name on commentary. But yeah, I mean, so like obviously there's a contingent of fans there mm-hmm. that he can you know. I felt like it it's it was good business to keep him there if they still want to open up that door for that GCW stuff. I mean, obviously they got kind of a rub with the, the Nick Gage stuff. Yeah, for sure. At the time, you know, getting a little bit more of a swarm with the uh, dark side of the ring episode, they just dropped and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. So I get it. You know what I mean? I don't agree with that, but I mean, at the same time, they kind of do a good job doing that stuff on their own with all these tax spots now and all this other shit. But 
Um, yeah, I mean, maybe in the bigger scope of things, did I ever see Janela being like a TNT champion? Probably not. Maybe a tag team champion with another person that you would have, mm. you know, possibly tagged with down the line. Yeah. You know, maybe like him and Orange Cassidy or something. I don't know. I like, mean, because. Not that I want to see it, but could, could, is it possible? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because I, I always feel like he could have low-key been, like, I know it sounds, I won't say far-fetched, but, like, kind of like their kid cash. Mm. You know what I mean? Where, like, he has a look where he you think he's going to go one way, but, like, he's very unpredictable. And and, and, he, and he's been getting a little bit more in shape now. I mean, yeah. obviously he was putting himself over in the post, but it's true. He he has been actually doing a little bit more yeah. work in the uh, in the gym area. Which, and not so much like a, trying to mimic Kid Rock, but just like the rock star oh, badass yeah. character. Yeah, you know I mean? mean, his character is still very much, you know, people the, the fans like it. But, you know, it's just I think my only problem when he was in AEW with his matches is he would just do like almost every, after every move he would do a pose and be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, bro, I feel you, but it's not. You can't do that. It's not an indie match. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, no, I got you. I get you. There is a line between. Yeah, yeah. It's just because <laughs> it's just it, you kind of saw the difference. You know what I mean? But, oh yeah. Um, obviously doing great stuff right now in GCW with you know the whole X Pac thing and all that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I, I, that's pretty much the update I had on him. Um, that's who. Like, and I guess you know more or less an impromptu update on Marco Stunt too. So. Got you. Uh, but but you had an update on, you know, speaking of, uh, I guess. Contracts, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of brief, but, uh, you know, well, one thing that's, you know, since we're on talk about AEW, uh, that I could just kind of get and scoop out the way, it was being noted that, um, you know, because there's so much speculation, again, especially since the last episode, we were still trying to figure out what was true, what's not, is it radio silence or not, there goes that word again, those words, I just say, uh, with Cody going to WWE, is he staying, is he going to ROH, is it a rumor killer, there's so many different things that have been said now, but it was uh, interesting to know that apparently on shopaew.com, uh, there was recently a new added page for merchandise, and it was a alumni section, and it's for Brandy and Cody. Ah, oh. yeah, and but it's one of those things too, where apparently it that's just the two that are in that group. So it's there, you know. It doesn't. It, but but she's a, not alumni. She's Eden Styles. So let's get that straight. That, well, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> ooh, this guy. Shoot. But I mean, it's what. Uh, Basically, the idea is that anyone that ends up leaving, like, say, if Janela doesn't, you know what I mean, he will also be on that page. So, yeah, okay, so you're saying that there's, there's like, a whole section of alumni. Yeah, that's been started. Huh, or you okay. could still buy, like, all the shirts that I guess that were, you know, because they do a lot of work with pro wrestling tees. I'm not too sure what the split is or the, you know, the mer- merger. I'm not part of that that stuff but yeah so i thought that was interesting but um on the other side though with contracts uh you know we've been trying to figure out what's going on with johnny gargano who's obviously taking some time off to be daddy gargano or papa john uh <laughs> i heard he yeah. named quill oh i didn't realize he, he he you know went from uh what is it um oh you're talking about um the guardians of the yeah, galaxy yeah thank you yeah yeah but uh no he I guess has been taking time people were stirring up because they were like oh he listed his booking info uh, yeah, know. I remember. I remember before, a couple was a couple weeks ago. Uh, he had to clarify. He's like, no, I'm only doing select yeah. bookings and all right. that. Yeah, yeah. So the big question was about uh, his wife, though, Candice LeRae. And so the update is that I I know I don't have a specific date or month, but is that her contract is set to be up in spring. 
But, you know, of course, a lot of people, knowing WWE, they sometimes like the tax on for, for time, know, for time taken yeah. off. But apparently uh, there are laws that protect I was about to say because who, who go out on maternity leave where they can't be held, you know, for that. I was about to basically. say because because I remember like they they um they ended up, if you remember, releasing Maria when she was still pregnant. Yeah. And on maternity leave. That's or right. I don't know if she's still pregnant. She, I know she was on maternity leave when she got released, though. Yeah. Which I don't. I was like, I don't even know if that's legal. <laughs> yeah, word. I, but uh, you know, it was. It, I guess they had to file it under oh budget cuts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's not you. It's no, us. no, yeah, it's not a result of the maternity leave. It's just that um, we're paying you to stay at home, and we just can't afford to pay to sit for you to stay <laughs> yeah, at home anymore. Basically, yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's. that's uh, I mean, maybe, maybe you know. And I, not that I don't want to see her, you know, to be cool for her to come back and to do maybe something with Indy, but, you know, who knows? Yeah, no. Um, but, the, the, you know, obviously a little bit of an update. And um, Speaking of uh, updates, um, I think everybody saw, unfortunately, um, that rough fall or landing, I guess, that Big E had uh, taken. Um, was it last SmackDown against uh, Ridge Holland? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it was – it was crazy. Uh, yeah, you know, definitely it, tough to watch. Because when I first heard the news, I was like, "Oh damn, it's that spear finally caught up to yeah, him." Yeah, I mean, because yeah, we were we talk about that all the time. There's only, he takes a lot of scary bumps, but specifically with that spear, sometimes his feet get caught in the ropes. Sometimes you know the guy doesn't. I, I don't know how you do a safe bump with that. You know what I mean? But it's like there's been a lot of close calls, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I, that's exactly what I thought happened as well. But yeah, when I saw the spot, I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like. I mean, I've seen worse things, especially from Japanese wrestling, old school, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, like some burning hammers and shit. Yeah, right? yeah but, but that like, was right up there with Sabu getting dropped on his fucking head. It was a little like, bit, it was, I don't know, I'd see, okay, it was a little bit. Big E had to get dropped, he's he's way heavier than Sabu, and it was outside. I don't know, it, it looked all you. bad. Atm- Atmosphere is everything, I feel you. <laughs> but I, I did hear, uh, I guess Dave Meltzer reported that there doesn't appear to be any heat on Ridge. I heard that he actually went and visited uh, Big E. Yeah, I heard he was well. extremely apologetic. Yeah. You know, and then nobody's really, like they said, it's just something, it, yeah, something and unfortunate. It was like a, an know. accident's happened type of situation. Yeah, which, Everyone's been saying, he, yeah, he's handled himself pretty well. But I liked, uh, I know Big E, one of the big things that was very lucky about the situation was that taping was in Birmingham, and, you know, they got, like, a facility oh, right there. So he yeah. had said in one of the, I think his first update was, you know, I can move all my digits. Um, you know, I have a break in my C1 and my C6, but it's not going to require surgery. Um, you know, he didn't say how long he'd be out, but he was like, uh, if you are going to break your neck, do it in Birmingham, Alabama. They've been treating me great here, you know what I mean? But it's just, like, one of those, like, really serendipitous circumstances, you know what I'm saying? But, um I was going to just bring this up because it did definitely look scary. Um, some people are comparing it to, to Stone Cold's. Uh, really? Yeah. Like, Sheesh. you know, because, you know, we all know, you know, that was obviously with the Owen Hart yeah, that's situation. Another, that's another one the, I can't watch all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> yeah, it's tough, dog. Seriously. But um, there's a gentleman named uh, David Chow who um, not only has been sometimes a, uh, like, on-show physician and he's actually done some surgeries, like, I don't know if if it's for the wrestlers, but has done surgeries. But he's uh, a uh, part of the medical, uh, or I think the lead medical guy for the San Diego Chargers. And um, he, again, you know, he's not near 
uh, Big E. He has not seen any x-rays or anything like that. But he wrote an article concerning his situation where he kind of says uh, he he wonders if it it might be a situation where it could be a career-ending injury, unfortunately. Well, how can you – that's the thing, like – I mean, he's a he is a doctor. Yeah, but you know like, I mean? but but, 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 I, but you need to like, <laughs> and he has worked with WWE before. But you know, I, I feel you. Like, like I said, he it's independent from seeing. In, he's not in Birmingham. He hasn't met with Big E. But I will, I will just read this out. He yeah, just he, says, uh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. The C one fracture is most dangerous as the top cervical vertebrae is a ring and is commonly associated with immediate death or complete paralysis. Thankfully, the fracture was not displaced and he will not need surgery because he did say there was no dislocations or anything like that. However, this type of fracture often heals incompletely and it may mean the end of his wrestling career. And then he says the C6 fracture is likely a compression injury to the vertebral body. This likely requires immobilization, but not surgery. One would anticipate a minimum of three-month recovery with return to full function and activities for this lower cervical injury. So it sounds like the lower one kind of took, uh, basically, because it was on the bottom. Like, it sounds like the, the top and the six, you know what I mean? Like, they, it seemed like it kind of tremored down because of the way he landed right on top of his head. But it seems like the C1 is the one that's going to be the most damaged. Like, it's, like, he's, he... Because, because it, it's, it was on the bottom and he was inverted and yeah. all, all the weight. Oh, yeah, that it, makes that makes sense. Exactly. And it's, I mean, he says... It must have been a hell of a reverberation if it went from... Down from the 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 the, the six, yeah, all the, the way down to the especially one. again yeah. with his weight. His sta- that's what and, I was know? thinking, yeah. But I mean, with him saying that that's an injury that usually doesn't heal completely, that's what's kind of scary to me. But I'm still hoping for the best. I don't want him to be like I'm going to be back in three months. Like, yeah, I'd like for him to be back in like nine months or however long it's going to take. I was going to say if, nine if to nine to twelve, baby. Yeah, I, w- I mean, you know, some things are just more important, especially yeah. because I believe, from what I believe, I mean. He doesn't have you know any kids or nothing like that. He, he, no, he, I don't think so. So you want to make sure that you, you, you're not, uh, as he said, instant death, mm-hmm. or what do you say, paralysis? Yeah. Like you know, those two aren't options that you want to. Those aren't Plan A or Plan B's, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Those are not not desirable. There's no there's no life. lesser no. two evils. Like really, like, yeah. It's just yeah. <laughs> so, but no, I do appreciate um, that insight. Again, I'm hoping it's not. You know, career ending. I don't know anything. I'm, I'm I'm as much of a doctor as as well. You, well, you're more of a doctor. Than yeah, I am. you know. What it is. <laughs> Check my degrees. But uh, yeah, man. Um, on that note, um, you ready to get into two point I am. If you got some Andre Chase for me, I know you don't. I don't. I know. And, I was, and, I was and the mad. reason I was kind of mad was I thought he was supposed to be facing um, maybe not Vinyl. I can't remember who it was he was talking to, but I wish. I would be more excited. <laughs> Wait, yeah, no, I got you. Um, I heard a, I heard a brief review, but I wanted to hear it from uh, from your mind, see what your opinion was, because some of the stuff I was like, "What? What? What? Why did that happen on there?" All right, well, I, I'll I'll go for a ride. I'll see what's up. Are you sure you're ready for this ride? Nah. <laughs> but again, I trust your instincts. All right, so. we, we open up the night with a Miz TV uh, special occasion. That, that was one of the things I was thinking about. Um, featuring the new NXT champion, Dolph Ziggler. Uh, 
he's talking a little bit, but you know, it's nothing really he's saying. Honestly, he's like trying to put over like, oh, this is our show. This is my show. I'm the NXT champion now. I'm, you know, I'm Mr. NXT. And, you know, LA Knight interrupts to a huge pop. Like, I, I'm, I'm honestly going to just send you just this opening segment to watch because it, it's our, our boy coming up. Our boy's coming up right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, as he hits uh, the let me talk to you, but yeah. it was the way he hit it, like the crowd, he like, shh, like they hushed and he's like, and he hits it and everyone said it with him. I was like, yo, he's, mm, this is way okay. different from when he first popped up. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, basically says that if Braun Breaker can't be there to challenge for, uh, you know, Dolph for the NXT title, that he can go one-on-one with the one, the only, what everybody is saying, and they say it for him, L.A. Knight. Yeah. <laughs> it was just it was, it was nice. just a great segment for no, me. Yeah, it was looking I, real good. I heard his promo was fire. Yeah, you know, it, it was good. It was, you know, I he mean, didn't let's overdo let's be honest, it. Dolph versus, versus uh, Knight sounds like. It would be a banger. Well, we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dolph says that he's a, a fighting champion, but says he only fights superstars, which I was like, oh, okay, that was nice. That was nice. Miz, which you forget he's even there <laughs> because you forget this whole thing is Miz TV. He chimes in, you know, but he's actually complimenting Knight on his mic skills and the connection with the fans and calls him basically like you're a major player, but just not yet. Like, I was like, that's interesting. Because mm-hmm. I was like, you guys are probably the same age, but whatever. And he's like, I'm in the market for a new Alex Riley. <laughs> oh, shit. What are you up to? He's like, man, you're like EC3, but better. <laughs> uh, uh, Knight responds, taking umbrage to Dolph calling NXT his show and say, he asks Orlando, we already know Orlando. Tell him whose show it is. L A Knight's show. Uh, Dolph says he only wrestles in the main event and tells Knight, the day you can figure out where that is is where you'll find me. I was like, oh, okay. Mm. But then the Miz just. In the background, announces, that's right, it's going down for the first time ever tonight for the NXT title. It'll be Dolph Ziggler taking on LA Knight. I'm like, oh, okay, we're getting it tonight? Miz is making matches now. I was like, yeah, but it's weird. Like, I was like, y'all are really trying to get people, is this trying to get the crossover appeal for the stand and deliver for, for Mania season? Or is this y'all trying to get more viewership? Now, I'd say what it is, is Dolph using his homie show to put himself over. Well, well, you'll, you'll see where I'm going at, mm. in, a, in a bit out in, 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 when I when I get back to that mm. uh, same thought process. Put that put that pin in your cap. You okay, yes, sir. Um, let me see. Carmelo and Trick come out uh, for commentary as we are about to witness one of the qualifying matches for the ladder match uh, for the North American Championship to stand and deliver. I don't know if you remember last week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he yeah. was at the barbershop talking. Talking uh, talk. And, and I'm about to I'm about to make you uh, get a little chuckle on. You feel me? Because you know it's about to get funny. If, if these two are on commentary and you got Barrett. Yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, they come out uh, come out doing the uh, Scott Hall tribute with the strut. You know what I mean? The pose. like, the, And then when I say the pose, you got um, – what's his name? Uh, Carmelo has the title, and he, he goes like this, but, you know, with the kind of like the arms out. Mm. But then you got uh, Trick, who's taller than him. He puts the arm up like, like Nash. Oh, okay. And, and they're both doing two sweets. And then they go to do the handshake, and they go – into the mm-hmm. uh, the the you know, but yeah, I'm like, yeah. well, I was like, well, that's still Sean and yeah. Nash, so you know what I mean. I was like, but it, it was still kind of cool that they did that. Of course, he you know he already had the the toothpick, so I can't call him on that. He's been doing that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So, and besides, he don't miss. And I don't know if I, I mean, I like Melo. He's good. No, I like him, but let's not act like we don't know where the toothpick originated from. Oh yeah. no, that's what I'm saying yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, 100. percent Like that, I'm sure he got the permission though. You know what I mean? Anyways, uh, it's camera grounds for Santos Escobar in this uh, qualifying match. Uh, again, Carmelo on. Oh, I didn't know that was a qualifier. Damn. Yeah, okay. no. The, the, yeah, the, see, he talked about the matches, but didn't say like we didn't know what they were until like this is the one that we that that uh that we heard about. Mm. 
and it happened. And then during this match, he actually talks about the other two, which I'm going to get into right now. Um, Carmelo on commentary talks about how he's a real A champion and runs down his defenses uh, or, or the, the, the people he's defended against and says he's even made PD leave and change his name and go to a different brand. <sighs> I was like, God damn. Uh, Melo announces the other qualifying matches with Solo Sequoia taking on Roderick Strong. And then, um, you know, later in the night, it's the uh, debut of A-Kid. He's taking on Kushida. He said the winner of that match will take on Grayson Waller next week for that uh, qualifying match. So I'm like, oh, okay, they just adding a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, more stakes to, to the night, uh, to the Barbie, I guess, if you want to call yeah. it. Uh, but I can't even concentrate on this match at all. Uh, because the commentary is ridiculous. <laughs> First, you got Vic asking Trick about the golden rules that they, you know, keep referring to. You know, whenever they do the the barbershop promos, mm. to which Trick gets defensive about him asking questions and says, like, you know, you're looking like a narc right now. And Barrett chimes in, "Yeah, should we get someone in there to check him for a while?" <laughs> Before quickly asking oh, if, if he'd be welcome at, at the barbershop. You know, I need to get me uh, me edges done. To which Trick said, "No, no, no. We don't do edges wave. We 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 call we don't call them edges. We we do we do fades. We do waves with the fades." And then he goes, "Waves with the fades? Well, that's a merch material right there. I'm about it, about it." Oh man, dude, I, why, I, I why died. Why do they always love with the about it, about it? And then though. Trick, oh, he about it, about it. I was like, yo, this is ridiculous. Oh man. Anyways, these two men have a banger of a match, a banger. Uh, I was actually surprised how long uh, it was because it felt like a pay-per-view quality match between the two. You know, it was Cameron Grimes and yeah. Santos Escobar. Made me think, how um, come they haven't fought before? Or maybe I, just I think they remember. have, but not not like you know to this degree. Probably, possibly uh, during the cruiserweight. Yeah, I was gonna, stuff, yeah, but, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but alas, after a long competitive uh, match, Grimes tries to go for the cave-in, but Escobar catches him in mid-air and hits the Phantom Driver for the win. That's what I heard. Moving on to the ladder match uh, for the North American Championship. Caught so him we, in a fireman. Uh, you did. Okay. Yeah, it was it was smooth. Clean. I, I don't doubt no, it. Man. No, no, uh, no, no funny business. Well, there was a few funny business, but the finish, there was no funny mm. business. Uh, but later in the night, uh, I might as well say this uh, Cameron Grimes had a backstage interview where he talks about how he keeps aiming straight for the moon, but instead keeps failing. Says the last thing he told his father was that he got signed to NXT and that he was going to be a champion. But says three years later, he says all he's done is disappointed and kind of walks away off screen. I was like, what does that mean? Mm. Uh, a Kid versus Kushida. Um, they start off with some. Te- this is my first time seeing A Kid. I've heard a lot about him though. Mm. Uh, they start off with some technical wrestling, going hold for hold, and you know even battling transitions, which I, I love. Uh, and the reason why I loved about this matchup was uh, real early is that you know we've seen this kind of sequence before in other matches. You know what I mean? But to the point where it's like kind of so rehearsed and commonplace, right? So like we either like don't really bat an eye or we're like kind of trained automatically to cheer. Yeah. You know, like that whole like uh, back and forth like to Jerry super crazy stuff right you yeah, know what yeah. I mean mm. but in this case dude the reason why I love the, how they did it is because everything looked real like the difference in their styles it, it, but yet how it flowed so well together while at the same time not looking at all rehearsed it, like that's really hard to do it was beautiful bro like I, I, I can't really it, like, it was, yeah, it was okay. I don't know it was just the way that they were like going bad for bad it did not look rehearsed it looked like they were really I mean Kushida's an artist in that ring for they were, sure and that's why I say the, I use the word beautiful because they really were painting like this picture where I'm like yo this is really this is this is getting oh, okay. my attention you know what I mean I'm just gonna go out my way to watch that uh, Kushida hits the handspring basement drop kick A-Kid hits a big Northern Light suplex off the ropes for a near fall uh, big finish comes when A-Kid hits the Rey Mysterio springboard backflip DDT for the win uh, LDF backstage interview uh, gets interrupted mm. by Rey Mysterio himself, Heard actually, and Dominic. This. this is where I was circling back, where, like, mm. maybe they're putting some people on to try to get, you know what I mean? 
Uh, I even there say they probably should have had uh, Rey Mysterio with, with Dominic uh, starting on NXT. You know what I mean? Bruh, yeah, he can use the reps. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, sure. But, yeah, it's funny because they take umbrage with, like, Joaquin Wilde, who, you know, because, like, uh, they're in the middle of an interview and, like, Rey Mysterio pops up, you know, while uh, Santos is going into why he's the emperor of Lucha Libre. And he's like, oh, and he extends his hands like, my, oh, my gosh, welcome to NXT. Like, he's bound to, like, you know, in the, in the background, you got Joaquin Wild. Man, can you imagine? He's shaking hands with the world's best luchador right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo. Who's gassing him? Right? Oh, and, then, and then, like, I mean, we're, we're like imagine how he feels. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, so Dominic was, like, taking umbrage with what he said. Oh, and, you know, they pretty much challenged, you know, this uh, Raul Mendoza pretty much uh, challenging him to him. Or he, he 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 took his challenge for a match that night. You know, we get Raul Mendoza versus Dominic uh, Mysterio later in the night. Heard about it. Uh, next, we had Sarai versus Tiffany Stratton or Bruh, somewhere. I heard about this. Yo, <laughs> Sarai's in the middle of her entrance when Stratton attacks her from behind. As uh, And I, to- I think I told you about this where I was like, yeah, yeah I don't know why they got this weird thing where she- the smoke hits and. You know, it's like this pre-tape of her going in as a schoolgirl, and then she walks out. Is like it's like a modern-day uh, great Muda type. type I was of about joint, to say, yeah, right. And then, so this is what threw me. Dog. It's like she 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 in the middle of her entrance. Stratton attacks her from behind. It's Vic Joseph actually on commentary says, "Sarai not even able to transform." I was just like. Oh, that, yo! Don't say that. <laughs> that. That's how you get that over, bro. Uh, they finally brawl to the ring as the match officially starts. I should say, uh, Sarai goes for that running drop kick, uh, but Stratton screams and moves out the way. Uh, Sarai still, but for yeah, she moves out the way. Way like you know, mm. her timing was off or someone's timing was off, because Sarai still goes for it, anyways, Why? and flies through the ropes on the outside, and ah. then. The finish comes when she rolls back in the ring and Stratton takes advantage of the injured Sarai for the win, pretty much. You know what I mean? Yeah, I heard she hit that uh, twisting Vader bomb thing. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah. I mean, it was just... It was all right. It's not that it was all right. It was just like, I don't understand what we're doing here. Mm. Like, and, and then when I saw why this whole thing started, it was like because she was like shitting on her necklace and trying to offer her one of her own. And she was like... No, thank you. She's like, you don't say no to me. I was <laughs> like, this is all. This is so. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, uh, man. Anyways. We that, got, that, that, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just go. Here's the longest notes I had to take uh, because uh, it's a Ciampa promo. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he comes out, hits an impromptu razor strut to the ring. You could tell because, like, uh, he was walking. There was a fan that had a uh, – he was holding a, a sign while holding up a two-suite that said, like, R.I.P. Razor. Mm. And um, – or I think it said Get Well Razor because it was Tuesday. So, I don't think anyone knew yet. Mm, gotcha. And um, so, like, when he saw it, he just immediately went, like, bad guy mode real quick, uh, which I was like, I like it because it's genuine. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, and then the ring commentary just kind of play up, you know, I guess – Sort of a main roster call up rumors. I mean, they don't say that it's main roster, but they're making it seem like he's leaving. And I'm like, well, he's not retiring, I don't think. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, but even furthermore, <clears throat> they kind of double down as he goes into like a farewell esque speech. You know, talks about 17 years in the business, saying how NXT has been his life for a very long time. Uh, calls NXT the largest freaking company on the planet, says success didn't come immediately or easily, and talks about being with NXT since. Uh, 2015, as the crowd loudly, cha- loudly chants, please don't go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ciampa cycles through DIY, the glory bombs, to being tag champs, to the Black Heart era, to being the single greatest NXT champion of all time, quote-unquote. Uh, says he'd love to call it a DIY, do-it-yourself type story. 
but the truth is he didn't do it himself because he always had the fans there to do it with him. Talks about how they were always there to either cheer him, uh, cheer him on, or boo him at his best. Uh, makes references to black and gold, to the 2.0 ups and downs and surgeries and setbacks. Uh, more please don't go chants uh, coming and going. Uh, talks about wanting to have you know a perfect fairy tale ending my walking into the uh, walking. Aw- Oh, I'm sorry. Walking into stand and deliver as NXT champion, but says he lost that chance when he lost uh, in the triple threat match. Uh, but the crowd chants one more match. Uh, mm-hmm. Champa says he doesn't have that answer right now, but wanted to take time while he still had it to say thank you to the crowd. All of a sudden, Tony D slides in right behind Champa with a crowbar, but oh, drops behind it. him. Really? Yeah. But but like but you know Champa has a spidey sense, so he like looks over his shoulder like. Tony D, I knew you come. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of. Up, yeah. And then so Tony D, he like slowly drops it, grabs the microphone instead, and says, You see, I, I could have done a little thing right there with the crowbar. But 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 it's a little bit different because I respect you, Champa. And I was like, Oh, is this coming from like an Italian to an Italian type of thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, I like <laughs> uh, that. Says he's been trying to figure out who he has to be in NXT to be in the history books and talks about how Champa has been the man to be in NXT. And, uh, you know, says it would be an honor to the family, which I was like, oh, he's really doubling down. Uh, if he, 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 you know, if he would face him at Stand and Deliver and uh, offers a handshake to kind of seal the deal. Ciampa takes, like, literally two seconds and actually obliges, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, accepts the match before Tony D pulls him into a knee to the groin. And then on the ground, very dramatically, like we're in The Godfather, he holds Ciampa by the sides of, like, of his face. He's like, it was you, Tommaso. It's always been you. <laughs> and then <laughs> plants this mafia-style kiss on the side of his cheek before throwing him back down on the mat. I did hear about that. But, it did. I mean, it's interesting. I just don't know if – I don't know, man. I don't know if that's, like, honoring – if it is going to be Ciampa's last NXT match, like – you know, that that's not it for me. Not at stand and deliver. You know what I mean? But that's just me. Yeah, I don't I don't know who, who it would be. I mean he already put over uh, you know Him versus Sean. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who else is there? Fucking book it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh Indy Hartwell versus Persia Parada or speaking or not. Of, speaking of kisses. Um Parada lands a boot for an earfall. So for, the first thing that was weird about this is they came out together. Stupid. They came out together, like trying to like outpose each other, like their uh, Cesaro and Sheamus, you know, during a post match. Mm. You know what I mean? That's weird. And then, then the match started, and then they even said, "Have you ever seen uh, opponents come out at the same time?" I'm like, "No, never." <laughs> uh, maybe they didn't want to play the same music twice. I don't know. That, that must be it. Uh, but Parada lands a big boot early for a near fall. At one point, she tries to take Indy's wedding ring off. Uh, as then, you know, another point we see Duke Hudson appear at ringside and tries to distract Indy. As Dexter crawls from under the ring, like, not too long after, like, what's up, homie? Yeah. <laughs> after, you didn't think I'd slither up in here? <laughs> Creepy crawly up in this piece, <laughs> Straight up. Uh, after, you know, when he shows up, you know, he his his appearance now distracts Persia as Indy rolls her up from behind for the win. It's just like a, like a minute match. Then post-match, both couples are in the ring, and they have, like, this make-out contest. Like, they're just, yeah, like, I trying to out-make out each wow, other. That's so weird. As the crowd starts chanting, Dexter's going to kill you, which I thought was hilarious. Awesome. Uh, man. Anyways, we had Rob Mendoza versus Dominic Men- or, or, or Dominic Mendoza, but Dominic Mysterio. I gotta watch my my. Uh, he my, already has uh, <laughs> two last names. Uh, yeah, man. they got the uphill battle, man. Oh, yep. Uh, they both basically showcasing their lucha libre training, counters included. Uh, one point we see Dominic looks to go to the top row, but Electra gets on the apron with that thing and uh, distracts him as Mendoza hits the jumping uh, Enziguri before uh, Fallon Henley. 
AKA uh, the bartenders who's been rolling uh, with Briggs and Jensen. Uh, I think she had like a debut win against, was it Stratton the other day? I forgot. Hell? I've never heard of her. Okay. I must be backed up on NXT. I mean, like they, they, they've been doing this thing where they go to a bar and then like the bartender that's there, or I, you know, I, I try to show respect by bartenderess. I don't know what, what mm. they prefer, you know. Yeah, I got uh, you. But she's the one like, what's wrong? And then all of a sudden she has a match, you know, debut. They basically Carmella her. I was you know about what to mean? say, with, okay. They, they just they just changed the twang. Mm. Um, <laughs> basically, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, she she comes out. Not too sure why, but she pulls her off the apron. You know, obviously. Uh, that that makes Joaquin and Escobar, who's also at you know ringside, surround Fallon with Electra. Like, what? What you think? What? what you, why are you here? Mm-hmm. Yada yada. Until surprise, surprise, Briggs and Jensen come in, you know, for the save and to even odds. As the match is still going on, Rey Mysterio manages to spin Santos around and clock him with a right hand. As Dominic hits Mendoza with a six one nine, follows with the frog splash for the win. Uh, Post match, all the faces celebrate together again. I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, why they're getting involved outside the fact that uh, you know Legato de- eliminated them in the Dusty Cup, but I mean, come on, man, it is what I mean. You can't hold a grudge at, 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 for a tournament, <laughs> like no. you know what I mean. That's not a good look, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I just did, and especially when it's Fallon who's like leading the charge. I was like, what is there a history that we don't know about? <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's what. Oh, um, next we had the Creed brothers <clears throat> come out, and you know they they cut. Uh, what I call a work impromptu promo because they just kind of came in through the crowd and just slid in the ring. Okay. Uh, while they were like trying to announce something, which, <laughs> yeah, this is stupid. <laughs> uh, they, they cut a promo about not knowing who attacked them, uh, but they challenge whoever it is to come out and face them. Uh, MSK's music hits. They come out with NWO shirts on. Uh, Wes hits a hey yo as he tells the Creeds that they aren't the ones who attacked them, but you know they do have beef with them interrupting their tag title match at Roadblock, which I was like, yeah, but y'all took their spot, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bivin uh, says that they try to jump the line as the tag title match is theirs, you as they, yeah. you know, as they earned it by defeating them in the Dusty Classic. Imperium interrupt as they laugh. And I swear, dude, uh, uh, Marcel Bartel always gets me like. The way he cuts promos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's awesome. I don't yeah, know, like, it is. Because he's, like, he's laughing. He's like, we laughing at men who bicker over something that they'll never have. The tag team championships. I was he, he, like, I, yeah. yeah, he's got a really yeah, interesting, he, entertaining cadence. Yeah, like, he does. Yeah. Uh, he says, Imperium is so confident that they offered to defend them against both teams in a triple threat at Stand and Deliver. Uh, Bartel has a good line about how Bivens likes to talk about reality versus perception, but says that perception is that a triple threat match puts them at a disadvantage, but says that reality is Imperium fears no one. Imperium. Like, okay, I was like, I was, I was good. I was good. You know what I mean? But uh, the reason why I said this is dumb is because later in the night, um, you got Bivens who's questioning uh, both, uh, was it? I think it's Briggs and Jensen, and then also um, the GYVs. You know, if they're the ones who would say, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. It's not uh, Briggs and Jensen. It's uh, uh, the BBC, uh, Anofe and uh, oh, okay. fucking um, yeah, whatever, whatever that. destroying. Uh, yeah. the, 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 they're doing some real simp shit with them. I don't like yeah, that Yeah, no, I remember you were talking about um, But, yeah, they, you know, they were like, no, it wasn't us. Besides, we were busy beating up the guys. See, they beat up the guys. No, the guys that were trying to get near Mandy Rose. I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, but then, like, the GYVs. that Mandy thing? But, like, yeah, exactly. But, like, the GYVs, you know, they're questioning them. Or, or Bivens is questioning them, and then they're like, are you kidding, mate? It's not us. 
if we knew if they were, if we knew they were going to be handing out title shots, we would have jumped them weeks ago. <laughs> you know what I, mean? <laughs> I was like, to be honest, they would. Yeah, you know? they, they definitely. And then all yeah. of a sudden, the Creed's come in hot, like, oh, oh, you know what? We remember, we remember those guys had accents. Yep, they definitely had accents. Yeah, we remember accents. I'm like, y'all just cut a promo about not remembering who. who he, and then I'm like, but Imperium got accents, and it didn't jog your memory then. That don't make no. Why they was cutting a promo in front of y'all? I mean, I still think it, it's MSK. Yeah. I think oh, it's. It, I mean, they've moved, done so they've sense. done this before, right? I mean, then they do this shit with is it Johnny Gargano and Mal, uh, not Malika, but Alistair Black not too long ago. But there was another tag team that did that shit not too long ago. Not too long. Oh, I won't say not too long ago, but like in the last decade, like it's just kind of it just feels like an old playbook play, you know? what I mean, especially when you got Pritchard down there. So you eh. got Sean too. So yeah, but that was something. Hold your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we got the main event. We got L.A. Knight yeah. versus Dolph Ziggler NXT Championship. Uh, we start the match off with some mad wrestling before Knight finally takes off the kid gloves when Ziggler tries for a back suplex, but Knight backflips uh, out to counter and hits the patented jumping neckbreaker before also landing a power slam off the rebound as well. Uh, Ziggler turns the tables, though, and goes for the on the offensive throughout the picture-in-picture. Picture. Uh, as we're back from the break, uh, Ziggler locks in the sleeper with the, the body scissors uh, before LA Knight is able to break out uh, as Ziggler then tries for the Famouser, but Knight counters into like a modified power bomb. I say it like that just because it, I didn't want to call it the Chingona bomb. It kind of was, but it wasn't. Mm. Uh, oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, LA Knight starts firing up as he hits the Tilt-to-World Power Slam and a big jumping elbow drop. Uh, and we see footage of Braun Breaker pulling up in the parking lot and making a beeline into the building, uh, assuming he, you know he sells unfinished business with the new NXT champ. Uh, meanwhile, we see LA Knight uh, hit that big leaping style superplex for a near fall. I know Dolph sold the shit out of that. But yeah, it was. I was mm. like, oh, is he about to go for a super f- uh, famous sir? I'm like, oh, he let him. G- oh, mm. Dolph is giving. Okay. Uh, Robert Roode distracts Knight for a super kick. Knight ducks and hits Dolph with the safest version of the burning hammer, which I did not know he was using. Hmm. Uh, but Knight, you know, he, he goes for the uh, the pin, but uh, Ziggler's able to get his foot on the rope. Uh, finish comes, though, when Knight sets up for the BFT, uh, but Ziggler counters, uh, you know, tries for the zigzag, and uh, Knight then tries the – he pretty much shakes him off and tries to run full speed towards him as he's in the corner. Ziggler moves out the way last minute and hits a super kick for the win. They're really trying to put over the super kick. Uh, post-match, Braun Breaker's music hits as he comes marching down to the ring and grabs Mike to demand a championship rematch at Stand and Deliver. Uh, Robert Roode tries to run up on him, but Breaker takes him out with a weak-ass right hand. Um, it just was. I'm sorry. Mm. It was. Uh, I don't know if it was mm-hmm. a bad sell, and if so, on who? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, before... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, before Ziggler accepts his challenge, his commentary pushed that narrative that he never got pinned for the title uh, since Champ is the one who got pinned in their triple threat at Roadblock last week. So it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much uh, NXT, man. I just got to say, um, besides the obvious dumb stuff, I just don't understand. Yeah, there was the other whole... stuff I left out too, but it was yeah, like. Yeah, no, I, I, I get you. Because I, I heard about other stuff too. Um, uh, he's like, I would, I wouldn't have brought it up yeah, either. I, I, yeah, I'm not mad at you. But I, it just, I'm just still confused about the Dolph Ziggler part of it because I feel like it makes more sense if Bobby Roode was the one doing it. Because I feel like Dolph, yeah, you was down there when it was like FCW and a little bit of NXT. But like, I just don't know. It just feels like a regressive step. 
in my opinion, for yeah. him, where it's like, bro, you you you're gonna be a Hall of Famer. You're in, like, the, and that's that's why I was won asking, them all, like, that, basically. That's why last week when I talked about him winning, I was like, instead of talking about the match, let's discuss like, is this like, how does this look for him? Like, you know what I mean? Where they're well and they're like, yeah, come on down to NXT and we'll, we'll let you hold that title, but not on the main roster, even though that that's technically where you where you are and where you belong. Like, yeah, I mean, it's just weird. He's multi-time. We talked about it. Multi-time tag, U.S. IC. World Heavyweight, Money in the Bank, Soul Survivor, Survivor Series. Like, he's done it. I mean, he, I mean, the only thing he hasn't done is what? Like, probably a Rumble? He's done Money in the Banks. Like, just yeah, he's, like he's matches in, in general. Yeah. yeah. I don't think yeah, I don't, don't think he's won the Royal Rumble. But, I mean, he's won every basically every I time. Mean, he, I mean, to, yeah, to win the Money in the Bank. I mean, that was the biggest win of his career. I mean, outside of winning the championship. You yeah. Know what I mean, so. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's all I got for NXT uh, 2.0. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to uh, hear about the brand new T-shirt from Storyline Tees. After that, we're going to be coming right back with AW Dynamite. St. Patty Slam. Hey, yo, what's going on, man? Quincy Jones Go from the Quincy Jones Show. And, of course, you already know that. But, fans of the KJS Show, it is time to acknowledge him. Storyline tees, man, they do not miss. They got another one hot off the presses, man. This one is called the Acknowledgement Tour shirt. This design obviously is paying homage to the one, the only tribal chief celebrating the year and a half plus reign as Universal Champion as he is getting ready to go into WrestleMania mode against the Beast Incarnate Brock Lesnar. And this design is dope as hell. You can check it out right now on their social media, Storyline underscore T's underscore LLC. Again, man, I'm telling y'all, they... Another one out the park. This one, I ain't gonna lie, this got a little bit of that Thor Love and Thunder vibe, but make no mistake, every design is purely original. And besides, just to quote the needle mover himself, even if he was in that movie, it would make twice as much at the box office. But though he is not yet in the MCU, you can go ahead and make yourself look like a superhero in God mode, son. Smash him, stack him, and take him to that island of relevancy. Not to mention, once you look on the back of the shirt, man, they got places, they got times, basically when and where it all went down. Every title defense, every successful title win, all I'm saying is we just wait on you, baby boy, to put it in that shopping cart and hit that purchase button. Again, Storyline Tees, it's a new generation in the merch game. Go. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, featuring the best damn commentary team on the planet. Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Is he the third man? He's the third man. What the hell is going on here? Yep. Shush. <laughs> That's my guy. That's my guy. Oh, man. I guess it's my turn to get this whole review thing Hold on. Rocking. Hold on. Let me, let me just uh, light the fuse a little bit. All oh, right. Man. Let's get into it. Let's I get into it. The- Boom. I'm, okay, That's I just want to say how we kick off Dynamite with some boom. Let me just ask you on the, on, on the surface: Was this kind of a weird episode of uh, Dynamite? Uh I don't know. I think there were not there not, not, have, in, not in in its entirety. I guess I, I feel like there was a. I, I think it was there's less segments on this um, for sure because my count usually will hit kind of north of you know ten eleven. I was gonna say seds, double digits. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, for, for sure. sure. And uh, I think. 
you know, it might have just. I'm, I mean, it seemed like the crowd was hot all night. I will say that. I will say but, that as well. But I yeah. think because yeah. how they kind of some people called it a hard reset last week. Hmm. Uh, with you know, seeming you know, with Tully getting fired, inner circle seemingly disbanded and morphing into the Jericho, the JAS or whatever. Um, you know, and, and it just and then you know we got Scorpio Sky taking over the helm as new TNT champ. It seemed like a lot of people yeah. felt like so. I think there was a lot of high, expectancy. especially considering the main event too. Yeah, that we'll get into that. I mean, when, when we refer to the the reset, even yeah, definitely. So, but yeah, let's uh, yeah, we'll kick it off. It. Yeah, Again, I, I just yeah, I was just curious because there was a few parts of it. I was like, huh. Oh yeah, no, I, 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 I do have some opinions on this episode. Though. <laughs> yeah, that's what we want. But uh, we got Adam Cole, Bay Bay, and Red Dragon, uh, basically taking on the tag champs Jurassic Express and the heavyweight champ Hangman Page. Uh, we see Jungle Boy and Cole start the match off until the heels kind of isolate Luchasaurus and work over his leg. The heels continue working over uh, Luchasaurus when he's able to hot tag Page, who absolutely clears house. Uh, kind of goes on like a Cesaro type tear, I will say. He was like all over the place. Uh, did you catch this uh, match at all? You mean uh, Hangman? Hangman, yeah. Yeah, Hangman, yeah. I did see, like, he, they were like, he he ain't stopped moving. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, straight up. Yeah, he, he was all over the place. Uh, Fish avoids a buckshot lariat and regroups with his team, only to uh, collectively eat a uh, Tope Kun Hilo uh, from Jungle Boy before all the faces actually climb the same turnbuckle. I was really hoping, the whole, when I watched that spot, I was like, this this big dude better not be trying to climb that fucking yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't. Just don't do it. I was yeah, like, well, let he, them he do kinda it. He kind of seemed like the like the dog that would foolishly like follow you up a ladder. And it's like, how are you going to get down, <laughs> we, bro? We, we've seen those. Yeah, we definitely You know seen, what I mean? So, I mean, some of us could do it, but yeah. But they all hit uh, stereo, I guess, Ari, Hara, Moonsaults uh, in and outside the ring. Variations, and then, yes, yes. Definitely. Yes. Uh, Red Dragon bounce back with some classic teamwork. And then the heels take turns isolating uh, JB, Jungle Boy, that is, before Lucha gets the hot tag and takes everybody out. Uh, we see uh, a choke slam to Kyle O'Reilly, and then uh, Fish gets choke slam on top of him. Then he hits a double standing moonsault for two uh one point we see kyle avoid a doomsday device and locks in a heel hold on luchasaurus as cole simultaneously locks in a guillotine choke but page is able to shove him off to break the hold the match begins to break down when page hits a dead eye and then the faces hit a double springboard uh doomsday device for a near fall red dragon hit uh Gratuitous. yeah a little bit i mean i get it they're trying to get it over it's one of the but, but not the new... not every tag match has to be an roh classic yeah i, I you feel me like yeah but i think it's one of those things where if it wasn't a trios, they wouldn't feel the need to do it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That's true. But but that's if true. it was just in a regular Jurassic Express, because they just debuted it, I think last week. You know, because yeah. that was one of the titles. That's what I was going. about to say. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, it, uh, but we see Red Dragon hit Jungle Boy with the high low, and then Cole actually blind tags in to finish off Jungle Boy with the boom for the win. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, after this, we got a backstage segment with Keith Lee and uh, Team Taz. It was kind of weird to me. Like, okay. You agreed not to touch each other, but, like, they jumped you on, on Friday night. So, it just seemed weird, but whatever. Starks threatens to kick Lee's ass again if he shows back up on his show, Rampage, while Lee threatens to punch Starks again in the face until he lays on the match like a bitch, which we'll say it's been a while since uh, we've gotten that kind of attitude from Lee. I think it was might have been since he started uh, beefing with Karrion Cross in NXT. My, my problem with this is, like... They got Starks talking about Rampage is his show, which like like it's a it's a good thing. It doesn't do well, anything. Well, it's just that because he commentates. Yeah, I get I, that too. But like in the perception of what people feel about Rampage compared to Dynamite, I, I, I like, mean, I don't mind Rampage because no, no, it's yeah. only an hour, and I don't feel like it. it 
you know, I, I don't, I mean, I don't have to take notes on it, so I think I could enjoy it a little bit more, but it's not always, it, it's and, base hits more than it is out the park. And and, and that's, and that's my point is like, because people's perception of it, I'm like, is that a, a you know, a liable thing to kind yeah. of work into the storyline? <laughs> like for his character, I mean, he already has this fake championship that doesn't get recognized. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, so it's sure. like, now he's like, yeah, you better not come to Rampage. That's my show. And it's like. Yeah, it really it kinda, is because you always on it, bro. Yeah, it that's, that's, seems that's, that's like they got That's actually Team Taz's show for sure. Yeah. Like, it, you know it's almost I mean? like there's a low bar. Look, I, exactly. In, in sense. I, I get yeah. you. I guess I didn't look at it that way. But um, update though, we do see uh, Bowens. Uh, he calls Keith Lee a Cleveland Junior. <laughs> Yo, ass. they they pop yeah, big for that. They did. He's, uh, he's good at because you know Max has a promo basically because he's uh, set to face uh, Keith Lee on Rampage. But when we see uh, Team Taz approach them, Starks basically says, "Hey, you guys got a chance to put down one of the new guys from taking one of their." opportunities like team taz has been doing uh when we see swerve interrupt uh strickland tells starks it won't be long till he turns rampage into his house and that's real then exits and then max just asks isn't swerve supposed to be a rapper and then starks answers swisha house for some reason to end the, end the segment i just I was like oh, okay is that just, is that what he said yeah swisha house like it, and it would seem so immediate like <laughs> maybe because that texas they're I, that's texas the only thing pop. i was thinking about yeah that's that's funny yeah uh, I, I, I didn't i didn't mind this it was just uh I thought it was funny. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, because I mean, the, the Cleveland Junior thing made me pop, and because I was like, he's he's on a roll. Because what do he do? He called. Oh, he called Moxley Al Bundy, and yeah, and he also <laughs> called him. Uh, uh, was it? Um, I can't. It can't. It's from Hey Arnold. I think. It was, oh, uh, I think Helga's dad, like something Bagas or something like that. Yeah, which it's kind of funny because when you see me like. Damn, he does gonna have that haircut and beard. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Oscar for, for some, yeah, it's Oscar something. But uh, speaking of Mox, we actually have Mox and Danielson uh, with uh, Willie Riggs, uh in their corner, but actually on commentary, which I really enjoyed. And then we had uh, I did. from the Best Friends Squad. We got uh, of course uh, what's the name Chuck Taylor and uh, Wheeler Yuta. But of course the rest of the guys are there. Um, I know I heard that commentary said that Trent has he was injured again. Like, or at least that's why he, they said he wasn't teaming with uh, Chuck at this point. But anyway, uh, they attack uh, the best friends before the bell rings. They kick off the match with quick and violent tags. Uh, Taylor manages to lock in a single leg crab. Got a little uh, uh, pop as well. But, uh, you know, to Brian Danielson, which was surprising. But Mox takes his head off with a running kick. Uh, Mox hits a superplex and pile driver on Chuck Taylor, then tags in Brian Danielson for a snap butterfly suplex. Uh, we see Chuck hit a rising knee strike on Ma- uh, Mox and hot tags Yuta, who eats a King Kong lariat from Mox before returning fire with a nice arching German suplex. Uh, Mox and Danielson hit a heart attack uh, for a near fall, and then Mox hits the paradigm Yeah, I was surprised shift. they didn't call it. I, I, was like, yeah. I was like, maybe they don't own the name heart attack, so they didn't say it? Yeah, it might be it. But it's kind of, I mean, they're doing the Owen Hart stuff, you know, coming up, and yeah, that's true. You know, and I know Brett was there for what was it? Uh, was it the unveiling? I think it was Double or Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we see Mox hit a paradigm shift to Taylor on the floor, while uh, we see Danielson tee off on Yuta with chest kicks. Uh, Yuta actually kicks out after a backdrop suplex from Mox and a regal plex from uh, Danielson before getting his head kicked in and bully choked for the win. Post match, Yuta begins to lick his wounds with the rest of the uh, best friends, and uh, they, you know they start to leave up the ramp. When he actually decides to enter the ring, and uh, he attempts to shake Regal's hand, but gets smacked in the jaw instead, which kind of fires him up. Uh, before actually sharing some words with Regal and eventually exiting the ring. So. Yeah, this was really interesting. I, I kind of liked it because, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, right before the, the match that they had at Revolution between Mox and uh, and Danielson, 
is the same guys that he was talking about trying to lead, like, were the guys he was facing in singles matches leading up to their match, and he was, like, kind of b- being a bully to him. You yeah. know what I mean? Kind of, mm-hmm. like, just showing you know, showing him up and post-match attacking him and shit. You know what I mean? So this is the first time that, you know, he was up against Wheeler Yuta, who's one of the guys he mentioned, and then yeah. he actually, like, was like, yo, I, I kind of, like, want to fucking roll with y'all because I'm, I'm fucking tired of fucking losing. Yeah. <laughs> you know Real what I mean? Talk or, like, being in this... Band of misfits, or they treat me like shit anyway. <laughs> I mean, you know, we got Trent like, oh, yeah, then I shoot the piece of shit. Yeah, know? dude. <laughs> Which is, it's just oh, funny because it's classic turn on BTE, but it's like, fuck, man, I don't know what I hate somebody <laughs> went out of their way to do How that. much of this is real? Oh, man. Uh, um, but, yeah, uh, I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, way I mean, to fire it, up, kid. It was definitely interesting uh for me for my taste for sure yeah, definitely it's it's slow burning but definitely wet my it, it made me respect him a little bit more because i don't really you know when he's on i don't really go to check for him to be honest yeah uh, and, and i'm talking about uh yuda yeah so uh, yeah man uh we get a backstage segment after this with our boys ftr mm-hmm. uh where cash explains it wasn't easy firing tudley last week but it's kind of been on their minds for a while as they think he's kind of lost focus and checked out since they lost the tag titles uh dax begins to speak on their respect for tully when the young bucks actually interrupt uh they first insult their style horrible, horrible and their haircuts on. yeah and then they <laughs> basically end uh saying you know with or without tully you guys are still going to be known as the second best tag team in AEW. i guess planting seeds for a second uh uh, go around which i'm not against you know i just feel like it could have just been a way better promo it, like how, from the how'd, bucks, how'd, like how'd you feel about the tease because there's been rumors about this um what tease oh you didn't catch okay so if you notice the bucks said say uh you can hire the best there is you can hire the best manager in the world a lot of people think that, that they might be trying to bring in brett to manage them now oh wow that might be pretty cool. I still think it'd be I mean, interesting if Arn stepped in, but I yeah, mean, I think it'd be better. I mean, if it was Arn, I'm not. I don't. I don't have anything. I know I said I'm a show guy. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But I don't have nothing against Brett. It's just I don't know if if he can. Um, it is a light schedule, but you know I'm thinking about the travel. Yeah. And I'm also thinking about you know. Um, Tully was surprisingly physical in a lot of their matches. I don't know if he's going to be just, you know, as physical yeah, or I, able to be as physical. I don't know if they necessarily need him to be physical, but at the same time. They don't need him to speak for them either. Yeah, see, that's so, my thing is how is is if that's true, it, I question the effectiveness because it's like they like you say they don't need. It, he's not Jimmy Hart, you know. what I'm saying where yeah, at least he he's yeah, got the prop yeah. with the megaphone and the the he's in the mouthpiece and he could jump on the apron. And I'm not saying Brett can't do that stuff, but it's been known for a while that even if you wanted to get in ring shape, he can't really get physical because all that old, was it Knights of London kind of stuff from back in the day? I don't even know if it's Knights of London, but, um, and I don't even know if that's still a thing going, but that is interesting though. I will say because of the, you know, I mean, if you think about it, yeah, yeah, man, we, we knocked out a motherfucker for you at the <laughs> Well, I mean, you also think about, you know, these guys are always been, you know, they've been pretty vocal about being Brett guys. And then, you know, you got the this recent story with Sean coming out. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> screw you, buddy. It's like, you know what? Screw you. We're going out of Brett's house. You know, they, and then he talks about how they already have like a relationship with Brett. And yeah. which I think that's really cool. You know what I mean? To be able to like text him and him text you about like, hey, I sold the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that about? 
<laughs> Yo, I, I, I'm actually going to save the next segment to kind of talk about before the main event because yeah, sure. it's. I feel like when my opinion is going to run long, so I'll get yeah, go, back no, to no, it. Yeah, go ahead. I'm uh, sorry uh, to I mean, interrupt. No, you good. We had a, a Hikaru Shida, Serena D vignette. It's back yeah. on. That's all you need to know. Yeah, she, and she, she's gone She's gone dark, baby. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it's, you know. She, she said, no, she, you thought you thought of me she, like, nonstop she, last time. What are you going to think about when like, I she looked like career? She, like, she, she oh. was trying to get a little bit of like the crazy 88s like, style without a the mask bit. on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like one of those characters and like Taken. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I, I like Kikuru, but I, I and I like that she's trying to switch up the, the look. I just don't. She, she's I just working think, on the English still. She yeah. is still working. I could, But I could tell she's improving. I just don't know. Definitely. I just think she needs more TV time if they want to try to bring her back. I mean, I just feel like all these, like, side, you know, uh, I mean, it, don't get me wrong. D versus Sheeta sounds great, but we've just seen it so many times. Yeah, we've seen it, what, four times now? Almost, and it's never been yeah. definitive. It's always been, like, a roll-up or something. I, and, look, they have or, great history, and I've gone on my, out of my way to suggest one of their matches, you know, for, like, a match of the week to people mm-hmm. who ask me. But, yeah, let's do something different. Yeah, just a little bit. Let's do something different. Uh, see, we got the TNT title match. Wardlow taking on Scorpio Sky. He's accompanied by a top yeah, team. Yeah, I was kind of surprised they didn't hype this up more than, than they should have. Yeah, no, honestly, I really enjoyed watching this match. What I did mm-hmm. like, too, is this week, uh, YouTube nor anyone on social media was able to spoil this episode for me. So everything was, uh, you know, just fresh and, you know, from my viewing eyes, etc. cetera. There but, uh, Wardlow uses uh, size uh, early on but gets confronted by Van Zant at ringside and attempts to powerbomb her husband. Uh, I think it's, <laughs> what is it, Van? I don't know. Van, Vanderford. That, there you go. Austin Vanderford. Uh, only to be uh, hit with a baseball slide from Scorpio Sky. His, his first uh, name must be Mark is what all I know. Man. <laughs> uh, Sky utilizes late kicks as he attempts to chop Wardlow down, but uh, he bounces back with a pair of release overhead belly-to-belly suplexes and the spine buster we see wardlow hit actually three power bombs within his symphony but sky is able to roll to the floor uh when lambert actually jumps on the apron to distract the ref wardlow goes for another power bomb outside but gets distracted by an emerging spears on the top of the ramp with a chair in each hand as the ref actually goes outside to confront Spears on the floor, MGF sh- uh, shows up behind Wardlow and shoves him face first into the post, then hides from sight, uh, like a little bitch. That's <laughs> cool, but you know, that, that's chicken shit heel. Uh, Scorpio takes advantage by rolling Wardlow up with a schoolboy pin. I wasn't the, I thought like he could have kicked out of the schoolboy and at least taken the, the TKO. You know what I mean? Yeah, because what he could have done is like, and he does get the win to retain. But. Like, you know what he could have done is he, he could have hoisted him up on the top rope and then like try to, you know, look like he's going to go for something off the top. Yeah. And then Wardlow, you know, pushes him down. And then, you know, since they got so many fucking people around the ring, which I fucking hate, you know, another person can hop on the fucking apron or, you know, whatever it is. And then, you know, you you know, boom, hit him with the dynamite ring. He's prone. And then that way he can, uh, Scorpio can go back and pick him up in the fireman carry for it. Yeah. He doesn't have to lift him up. Yeah, you know I mean? very he, true. Yeah, he could already have yeah, him. At, he's got the leverage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then, the, you know, yeah, I got that. That's that's actually pretty smart. Or man. or you could have hit him with a diamond cutter just out the out the off the rip too. No, yeah, <laughs> off the off the rip. But um, uh, post match, we see Austin Vanderford actually rain down repeated forearms <laughs> to Wardlow and uh, Spears and MGF kind of take their time entering the ring. Uh, then we see Scorpio Sky Vanderford uh, try to hold back Wardlow while Spears prepares a chair to use on him, but he manages to escape and take all of them out. Wardlow sees MGF and grabs him before he can exit the ring. 
ring and teases a powerbomb, but Spears actually gets there first with a steel chair to his back. He hits Wardlow again with a chair as uh, Austin locks in a sleeper and Sky beats him down. Spears uh, nails Wardlow with a chair shot to the head, though he put his hands up to protect, which is what you do. Um, I wasn't mad at No, it. I wasn't mad at You know what I mean? Especially with... You know, the last time Spears hit somebody unprotected. Uh, you know, MJF pays off uh, Lambert in the background before leaving Wardlow laid out with a dynamite, uh, dynamite ring punch, as they'll say. The problem I have with this is it was overbooked. Like, on one end, I get that you're trying to put over, this is what it's going to take to put this guy down. Yeah. But how many times do we got to see MJF do business with another stable? Yeah. And, and then, like, now we got to see one, another one of his feuds get convoluted with the involvement of, of another party that have nothing to do. Yeah, they could have just left afterwards. Like, like, like he could have rained down the forearms. They could have, like, talked I, I, shit me, and then left, and yeah. they could have picked up the scraps with the chairs. I, I could have done 100% without Paige Van Zandt. And yeah, I know, was surprised who, they were the other guy was uh, Austin. What'd you say? Vanderfield Vanderfurt Vanderfurt. Like yeah. I could have done without them because now you got me thinking that y'all are trying to push a match between them two during down the line, which I don't want to see. Yeah. Um, But it could have just been Ethan. Who's always there anyways. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He, he who's who's just as big as Wardlow. And he could have been the guy who, you know, put a knee on his chest and start raining down punches. Yeah, too. no, like, I, mean, you know I mean, I mean, that's how you put over them as a team. Especially exactly. if they're not really, they don't, I mean, they do tag matches, but they're really two individual guys. Like, you know, like to me, it sells it more like, yeah, I get, yeah, this guy's, I guess, uh, a fighter too. I don't know. I don't never heard of this guy. They only talk about his wife. You yeah. know what I mean? And I don't even think she really did anything, did she? Yeah. Who? Paige to, Vincent? To to Wardlow, right? She didn't do nothing. Oh no, no, no. Besides did, kiss her, her yeah, husband in front, in of, front him. of him. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I don't, yeah that was the only problem. I, I, like they could have achieved the same thing if they just would have used the players that they need to use to get the fuck this it, thing it, over for. It, it just I mean? seemed like it was just a way to get her on TV because she just signed. Uh, you know, so there's no reason for her to sign. Yeah. Anymore, uh, speaking of women's wrestling, Jay Cargo I'm had nothing, a, I have nothing against her, by the way. Yeah. I just want to say that I have nothing against her. It's just. Yeah, it just sometimes feels they just like they just over, tropes. They overbook yeah. stuff sometimes, and yeah. I get tired of talking about it. Overbook stuff, and I feel like they go to the same trope sometimes. And they, yeah, you're right. They're kind of different, scared to be dynamic with different think, people playing the cast. Because I think sometimes they just gender assign certain storylines as if they can't be used, you know, fluidly. But that's just me. I mean, I'm not saying all of them, but there are definitely some good ones that you haven't seen in the female division. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's why I like what Deeb was doing when she was attacking. You know, like uh, Sheeta, like I mean, when like, it was to me, good, like, like her, it, her segment should be not just Rampage exclusive, like the open challenges. Yeah, straight up. Like, yeah, they should give her a few. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like sometimes there's other things that other people or that are in part of a segment that could either go to other people that need it. Yeah, or it could go to time towards another segment that they can be putting on their main show. Yeah, you know what I mean, so, yeah, I, I mean, know, but yeah, because like even this, I mean, I didn't write anything. Jay Cargill, she had a backstage segment. <laughs> it's just literally was a throwaway of who's next, you know, and, and it's just it, kind of promoting that her next match would be her thirtieth win in a row. That, that I mean, it. the whole time is weird because it's just Mark Sterling is just like coming off as he just got to he has to get in. And put over kiss of doom, kiss of doom, kiss of doom, yeah, kiss of doom. Because I think she called it kiss of death last week. That's but, what, I, yeah, right. And but it's I mean, like, nope, can't have that. And Bianca Belair. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have uh, a very cool uh, anticipated match: the Hardys for the first time yeah, in a long cool. time taking on Private Party. Uh, I like how it started off. Mark Quinn throws a thumbs down sign in Matt's face to kick off the match. It, it was a lot of that, a lot of mocking, a lot of you know, like. Them doing it, it's a good match for the for private party. I'm surprised that they got this on free TV. We, can, yeah. we should have worked up to this match. Yeah. Uh Hardy said they're standing sent on fist drop combo. I forgot what they call that. There's like a certain name to call it. 
uh, as well as the Poetry in Motion and that double wheelbarrow suplex. Private Party hit their version of it, but they do a standing uh, shooting star press and leg drop, and they work together to crotch uh, Matt using the post before mocking the knaves. Uh, Mark actually gives Matt uh, 10 face smashes to the turnbuckle and mockingly screams, delete. Uh, and at one point, I think one of them even, uh, I think Isaiah mocks Jeff's dance, you know, before they <laughs> attempt the poetry in motion See, I mean, as well. but, like, you can't tell me, like, that wouldn't have been great for a pay-per-view match. Like, all, all the Yeah, I was them. I was kind of mad that they put this on free TV, but, you know. Yeah, they could have gave them a different warm-up. They could have had them against the Butcher and the than, Blade. Yeah, seriously, because that's a better match to save than Butcher and the Blade or anyone AFO. Yeah, I mean, like, because I think, obviously, we're going to go for, like, some sort of multi-man match down the road as they keep. Yeah, te- teasing it, but I, I I would rather see yeah private party versus the Hardy party, <laughs> yeah, whatever you yeah, want to call definitely, it. Definitely, yeah. You know, but anyways, go ahead. Yeah, no, but Mark Quinn hits a mat at ringside with a senton plancha before private party actually hit an innovative neck breaker diving foot stomp combo yeah. for two. Uh, but like I said, they uh, did try to go for a poetry motion of their own. Matt actually hits a uh, a spear from the middle rope. Jeff gets a hot tag, plays the hits with the double uh, leg drop down low and the compactor pin for two. Private Party set up for the gin and juice, but Matt intercepts Mark with a side effect while uh, Jeff nails Isaiah with a diving splash. Jeff and Isaiah exchange a twist of fate attempts, but the Hardys actually get the better of it. They actually hit one each on their opponents before Jeff hits the swan time bomb for the win. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the Swanton Cannonball, dude. Yeah, he, he just been letting that lower body just. Bro, like I was actually telling. Wash these fools. I was talking to Notice Young. Shouts to him. Uh, he, I was telling him he was like he was like man, I get kind of scared seeing him hit that Swanton like that. And I was like, I don't know. Remember the story was you kind of knew if he liked you or not depending on how he landed on you. But I honestly don't remember how how true that is because sometimes <laughs> he might just be like, well. Here I go flipping again. Yeah. Like, you know, like, because like, no, I remember, like, when he put that out, he was uh, specifically talking about a loop that they had where he had to uh, fight Sheamus a bunch of times. Oh, so, like, yeah. Sheamus kept right. taking it. I'm like, well, maybe that's what he's saying because at the, at the time he's beefing with them over that whole, you're a junkie. Yeah. <laughs> like that whole stupid shit. <laughs> so I was like, maybe he's like, no, nah, I'm going to let him have this shit. Man. I'm going to let it rip. Uh, but yeah, post match, kind of uh, talking, going back to the point you made, where it seems like they're going with some sort of multi-man match. Uh, AFO, they interrupt the Hardy celebration and surround the ring when Darby and Sting enter with equalizer in hand, skateboard and bat, of course, to chase off the heels, and it didn't really do anything. They just kept staring at each other and kept, oh cool, uh, you, we owe you one and you owe us one, and and, and you get this time, we get next time. And but it's like the third time. <laughs> it's like they they showed up the first time. Mm-hmm. And then they showed up the second time. Mm-hmm. So, like, it should be we're square. But then they're like, hey, hey, remember last time? Hey, we're square now. Yeah, no, I know. That's what, the, But that's what we were trying to yeah. do. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's like the Office episode for those that watch yeah, the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where he, yeah, he does the favor and he won't stop. <laughs> he won't stop. Oh, my oh, God. That's, that's exactly what you that is. You can't sit here while your tie's looking all holly wampus oh man <laughs> uh man but uh so this is the segment i want to talk about before we got into the uh main event yeah yeah uh so we got the the first promo jericho appreciation society i'm it's, just gonna go through it this wasn't bad yeah, it wasn't bad i'm, I'm yeah. gonna just go through it and then mm-hmm. i just want to kind of have a brief conversation about it so yes matt lee starts off says jericho's a better man than he is because if it was up to him there'd be no sing-along to judas uh jeff parker says that jericho deserves to be idolized for his contributions in the wrestling industry and as a human being then introduces him to the crowd jericho tells the crowd they're lucky to be alive during the jericho era and fortunate to live vicariously through him during his 30-year career because without jericho there is no aew but instead of appreciating him the crowd takes him for granted and insults him on social media he reads it 
He reads it. Uh, says the roster nor the inner circle appreciated him as Sammy Guevara walked out on him. Proud and powerful disrespected him, and Kingston embarrassed him at Revolution by making him tap out. Says the JAS appreciate each other because they can't relate to the rest of the roster as they're just pro wrestlers. And pro wrestlers have never been legendary or millionaires while he's been both because he's a sports entertainer. Uh, Garcia uh, then teases dissension because everyone knows he's a pro wrestler. I mean, just one bowling not too long I mean, ago. Yeah, he's a technical. Like, right. That, that's, that's, that's his whole assassin. thing. <laughs> Before revealing he's a sports entertainer, too. Uh, Jericho addresses donating money to help Dan, uh, Danny's medical costs so, in, back in the day following a yeah, car I heard, accident. I heard about that story a couple months ago, but didn't realize he was part of that. So I thought that was interesting. Exactly. That included yeah. it. And he did note that he didn't know who it was. He just heard about it and decided to, you know, be a philanthropist about it. Yeah, I heard about it. Uh, It says 2.0 is a stupid name from Bad Booking uh, and rebrands them as their true names. Daddy Magic Matt Menard and Cool Hand Ange Angelo Parker, the former Matt Lee and Jeff Parker. So hate it all. So, so, so this is the thing. I have no um, proof that Angelo Parker is his shoot name. Mm-hmm. But Matt Menard is his shoot name, so I think that's why he's like everyone's going by their real names. I guess, man. You know what I mean? I I, I couldn't find anything on on Jeff Parker being anything Angelo related. But the funny thing is, one of the older names that Matt used to go by was Big Magic. Mm. So the fact that he's going by Daddy Magic is I was like, oh, okay, so. I mean, it's just funny because we usually talk about how they fit like a glove, but Garcia kind of stands out. In a weird yeah. way, but they have this weird synergy. But to me, now it's like Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange are the most opposite sides of coins in my in my life. You know what I mean? Like the way I, I hear it, the way it hits on my ears when it's like y'all wouldn't be in the team together, man. <laughs> like 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 even the way they was dressed, it's like oh that's why you dress like that. I thought you were just trying to be obnoxious. Oh man, but uh, yeah. So Daddy Magic, Matt Menard, and Cool Hand Ange, Angelo Parker. Uh, he explains <laughs> that's, that's like the big booty daddy and uh, what they used to say about Finn Balor, uh, fucking John Wayne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Like, Wait, what? Cool. Bro, <laughs> it's like why would these guys ever? It just it just wouldn't work. It man. wouldn't work. Uh, but yeah, so uh, he explains uh, he actually had put them on uh, talk as Jericho following their release as a request to a former friend named Kevin Steen <laughs> to you and your mama. <laughs> depending on what contract you riding with uh he calls hager his ride or die he's had his back since 2010 calls him the hand of the king before hager says the uh jericho appreciation society is here to beat up pro wrestlers jericho ends by telling the crowd to remember this night it is it is the dawn of the era of the sports entertainer this is the jericho appreciation society and that that's entertainment so i Thoughts? don't mind any <laughs> Of all this, because what I like is that there at least is some sort of realistic tether to Jericho, a reason to appreciate Jericho. But what gets me is you got three guys that beat your ass a couple months ago that kind of well, jump started this whole thing yeah. with, with Eddie Kingston to begin with. They, you were out for like three weeks Matt, or whatever it was. I think it was Matt Lee who hit him yeah. in the face. And he was calling Matt Lee fucking, what, Pumpkinhead or some yeah, shit? Yeah, and Terrence Pumpkin and Phillip yeah. and, and all that. So it's kind of crazy for me to just go. Rubik's Cube head you're right, and shit. Yeah. You're right. They can get over it. Like, you know, like it's not enough for me to be like, okay, you're right. That's just wrestling. Because you want to be sports entertainers, like I, that's the part that's hard for me to like accept. Yeah, it's, it's, I can uh, understand Hager, and then and then also but, like Daniel Garcia. I mean, 
I'm not against him, but we've again, like we said, we, it could have always not been him from the from the jump. Yeah, in that group with 2.0, especially a name like 2.0. And there's three of y'all. That don't make yeah. sense. And then we talked about how you know the thing with Wheeler Yuta. He probably, you know, Daniel Garcia, as much as they were talking about him, it probably would have been – I mean, not to say I would pair him and Yuta as a tag team, but I, I wouldn't say that they would be bad. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. if they were on some, like, just students of, of the Dragon type shit or whatever the fuck they were calling it, I forgot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But – Dragon Dojo, I think. I, I just don't know – like maybe there's someone else that they could have. I mean, or maybe it just could have been. A, they could have plugged man. in there. I, I I feel you because it's the I'm aesthetic not, I, is different. Yeah, and I'm not saying it has to be like inner circle where you got the Jericho, you got Hager, the Heater, you got the tag team, and I don't know what the tag team name is going to be, but what is it? <laughs> Matt Menard and Angela Parker. Which like like I'm but, sorry, but, but I, I ain't switching up Proud and Powerful for those dudes. No, exactly. And squad, I like, and I kind of you know as much as I can appreciate Garcia's uh, efforts thus far and and a lot of the positions he's gotten himself in. You know what I'm saying? Winning. We just talked about winning Bola. I just don't. From a general appeal standpoint, he's not replacing Sammy G for me. You know what I mean? So. That's why it's kind of like, I wonder who else they yeah. could have plugged right there, but I don't know who would have made sense. Kip like, Sabian. That's how maybe you, Kip. I mean, he has... he has, Dante, maybe. I don't know if that's really who I would have wanted, but... I, I think Kip, it would have been a good spot for him to come back. Yeah, but you know what? He Jericho would have needed some sort of tether, but I could see that. I mean, he's the guy who brought him back. While, while you've been you know on the sidelines, cleared for, for action, but just living in obscurity, I'm the one who plucked you from... I almost want to nah. I mean, because it almost makes sense that it's all former WWE. You guys. know what? It, it could have been uh, Paul White with the show, with the with their whole yeah, Jericho show. Uh, that's true. That could have worked though. I mean, that that does work because then you you can give him the TV time that Hager has to miss because of training. Yeah. But I'm thinking in terms of Sammy G's replacement, mm. like the like I almost feel like who was I gonna say? Um, trying to think like someone that was also i guess former wwe uh it's gonna come to me i don't Nero? no damn that that might that might not have been a bad one because like you could have definitely appreciate uh, it's not i'm sure it's not alistair i'm sure, I mean, you're talking about someone that's already in the company yeah um it'll come to me but yeah I, I guess just at the end of the day it's hard for me to get the synergy when they were just at war with each other like you know I mean, he was just fighting his people in proud and powerful you know what I'm saying? Not too long ago into some crazy street fight with Eddie. And so it's, and, and again, the hit slamming him with, you know. Andrade? Uh, shit, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be bad. But I just don't see him appreciating. It's someone younger. It, I, if it don't come to me on on on, uh, on the show, I'll, I'll definitely remember <laughs> yeah, on, I'm on the episode. Yeah, you got, me, you got me trying to remember. I'm like, who else did they sign? Because I know it's not like Danielson or, or Mox. No, it's not. It, it, to me, it's not so much. I don't think it's someone that's like going to. Did they make a big deal about him coming over or no? No. Okay, okay I know okay. who it is. I just think because they have the work rate that Sammy does, but it's more discipline. I almost feel like a guy like Tony Nese could have really benefited from that spot. Hmm. And you, you never hear me say nothing about no Tony Nese. It's funny because I was thinking that's who you were thinking of, but I'm like, I don't know if you want to put Tony Nese in, in a group like that, but I, I'm, I'm not against it. 
if they would have done so. I mean, if it was going to help him, aside from just being the rampage gatekeeper. Yeah. For all, you know what I mean? Who takes umbrage with anyone that has a bigger deal debut than him. And then it gives him something after losing the swerve, you know? So, yeah, true. But, yeah, so I was just curious about that because yeah, it's just hard for me to be like, oh, okay, we'll just act like these guys haven't been at each other's throats. And, you know, you're not even talking about how you got past that. But what I will admire, I'll tell you this, is how all members talked, um, which is what the Pinnacle failed at when they first had their first interview. and it H- was Hager's kind of- always up and down with his promos, but you're right. They, I mean, they, he didn't do bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's always good, short and sweet. Uh, match announcements for uh, Rampage, Bear Country, and Fuego Del Sol taking on the House of Black in a trios match. We have uh, Max Caster of the Acclaim taking on, uh, of course, uh, I almost want to say the magnanimous one. The Acclaim. <laughs> the limitless one. A.K.A. Keith Lee. <laughs> so he'll be there. Uh, Layla Hirsch uh, going against Red Velvet. I believe it's uh, the number three ranked, taking on the number five ranked uh, well, in I the mean, women's th- division. There's also the fact that, you know, they used to be friends. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, there's that underlying <laughs> that, that, thing. You know, that that's the main the main focus here, yeah. guy. Come on. Two, it's two, Narrative. Two, it's two brothers. Narrative. <laughs> and then, of course, Darby Allen with Sting in his corner, taking on the Butcher with Blade in his corner. And, uh, yeah, that's all that's for – there's so many matchups they could have had yeah. interchangeable because there's so many people involved on each side that they don't have to rush to the hardy private party matchup right away. Exactly. It, it's just a little too soon. It could have been like Jeff versus uh one of like yeah. Mark Quinn or something. Yeah, get Jeff in there. We've seen Matt wrestle for, yeah, yeah, I mean, for, for give, a little give, bit now. Give Jeff a little tune up. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, but uh, yeah, so no. I heard your boys been using my moves. <laughs> <laughs> I was one, because uh, I believe it, uh, yeah, because we're on Friday, so Rampage will be out tonight. But just a reminder that it does have a special uh, start time due to the uh, NCAA tournament. So it will uh, start, I believe, immediately following the tournament. Isn't so. it like, I think it's earlier on our side. I think it's like, what, 8 o'clock or something? Uh, something of that nature. It might be. 8.30? I think it's a rough time, but you never know. You know I mean? When it's live TV, you can't make any promises. Things go off the rails, daddy. A little bit. We're Sometimes. live, buddy. Sometimes. Uh, but, yeah, we have this main event. It's time. For the main event. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Uh, still cage match for the women's championship hey, in AEW. My heart don't pump Kool-Aid. It does, sure don't. <laughs> Eddie Kingston brought that. Uh, Thunder Rosa, uh, if they kept saying, it went from her hometown to her adopted hometown in San Antonio. Uh, and she was a challenger. I really enjoyed her entrance as well. Uh, um, Britt Baker, uh, she came out uh, yeah, solo yeah, for a change. Yeah, her was... entrance uh, with the band was dope. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to point out, this is small, but the fact that they took a break and then they came back and we got to see, you know, they had to take time to make the cage yeah. get around the ring. Definitely. I, I always enjoy that. It's not just like this automatic, like, hey, look what just showed up during the commercial. Oh, shit. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. You want to make a, a spectacle out. Yeah, exactly. Know? Make them wait and, yeah, you know, make it seem like this is a big deal. So, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. I'm just going to try to zip through this. Uh I just try to get to the main points. Uh, Baker tries to immediately escape the cage a few times. Rosa smashes her face into the cage wall, gets some color. Baker uh, Baker gets some color receipt, I guess is what I'll call it. She smashes her face, and we see a fisherman's neckbreaker for two. Uh, Baker brings in nine chairs, uh, piles them up. Uh, Rosa manages to hit Britt with two of them, uh, or two chair shots, I should say, to the back. Hits a stunner. Of course, you got to give the people what they want. San Antonio. Uh, you know, and it was on 316. <laughs> You know, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Rosa goes for the uh, fire thunder driver I mean, on it, the it, chairs. When you think about, it, you're like, I'm in the middle of, of Texas. 
on three sixteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how do I, I not? I, I got yeah, yeah. Like I don't think anyone would have hated. No, nah, like, like even not. even if it was Luke Thus Press, they would have been like going crazy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Rosa goes for the fire thunder on the chairs, but Baker avoids it, throws a super kick, but it accidentally hits the referee after Rosa ducks out the way. Yeah, I feel bad. Yeah, bro. yeah, for real. She hits a fire thunder driver, but the ref is uh, there is no ref to count. So uh, Rosa actually goes for a diving foot stomp uh, and actually lays the chair down, but Baker takes that same chair, stops her ascent, prepares an eight chair pile up as I wrote and hits the avalanche air raid crash on top of him. Looked really bad. Uh, Aubrey, she it rushes down. It was the safest down. way she could have done it. Yeah, no, but I mean, like in yeah. terms, of, it was a good bump, but oh, like, yeah, like yeah, it looked yeah. believably like, ooh, I would hate to take that, you know. Uh, but Aubrey, she makes the rush uh, down to the cage to count the near fall. Of course, Baker gets in her face and argues because she's always been a uh, conspirator since day one, which I really liked how they called back to that. And of course, Aubrey, who proves why they call her Girl Hebner, she uh, defends herself with a little shove of her own. Uh, and Britt actually erects a eight chair tower, as they call it. To- I was, I, I didn't know what the hell. She, I was like, yo, you, you on some sadistic type shit. I think yo. Adam Cole was like, watch all this Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen stuff. Cause he That's used to do that stuff, man. Because, yeah, it's like it's two rows of two facing each other. And then she yeah. lays two more down on top of that and then stacks two more in an erect style on top. Baker and Rosa battle on top, uh, on the top row, I should say, when Rosa actually smashes Britt's face into the cage, causing her to fall back first onto the chair tower. Yeah, uh, I was wondering what that bump was going to be, so I wasn't mad that, because sometimes it's just too much. Yeah, so, exactly. So the fact that it was just like a, 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 a safe or yeah, yeah. A flat back off the top, I was like, okay, I that's fine. That. Yeah. I was like, I mean, I'm surprised she's like, yeah, I'll do it. Definitely. Uh, Baker hits a desperation super kick, then brings in thumbtacks. Rosa cuts her off with a powerbomb yeah, attempt, but like gets it. back body dropped onto the tacks. Uh, Britt flips the bird and goes for the lockjaw, but Rosa actually bites her hand. She switches sides, tries again, but Rosa smashes her hand repeatedly onto the tacks. Then yeah, they, they made it look like she was smashing her. I think commentary miss misspoke because yeah, they yeah. made it seem like she was doing it to Rosa. Yeah, it seemed like I think what it was is they understood, but yeah, they're, I think the wires got crossed in terms of like, you know, r- who reporting who? it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, she smashes her hand, actually power bombs her onto the tax before ultimately hitting the fire thunder driver onto the tax for the win. Post-match, we see uh, Rosa get confetti as replays are cued, and Dustin Rhodes actually joins Rosa in the ring for congrats. Um, I, I enjoyed the match, but my thing was... You don't need the tax. Yep. We talked about it last week, yep. and it just feels like if you're always gonna just gonna call back to the one match that doesn't matter, you know what I mean? Because it was lights out. Like, how is it? You're not keeping it special, in my opinion. Like, I felt like the color, even though it came in early, that's fine. You got Britt doing a lot of the same facials Especially from that because, match. Yeah, I that's saw fine. You had Thunder Rosa like actually pounding her face, like trying yeah. to get her to start bleeding. So I, I could appreciate that. Exactly. It yeah. looked like it was it was somewhat hard way. Yeah. You know? And you know, you got the blood with her face paint. It it all looks good. I just didn't think yeah, I, I just really didn't think it Tax needed. didn't add anything. Yeah. And and um Especially in a cage match. I, I will say I did like that the fact that Aubrey was able to come into the cage as a replacement ref, did not open the door for people to be able to run into the cage. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But what, no shenag. I mean, and that's the thing. Did we need the ref bump too? I mean, I didn't mind the ref bump because I felt like it was a good redirect because it made me think, oh, here we go. One of these one of these girls are underneath the ring or someone's going to run down. I guess it, gives, it and, gives Baker a built-in excuse like, yeah, you know, yeah, why she's, she lost, and especially um, with it being being the whole a conspiracy yeah. thing. Yeah, but I, I what got me was uh, so Brit's lack of selling at times. At yeah. one point, she didn't sell the the chair stack bump. 
long enough, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a, it's a dead drop, flat back from the top rope onto this crazy thing you you built. You I know was about I mean? to say like it's like you're you're the one who's erecting like your your downfall. Like, exactly. You're like, you're like, how do I want to fall on this? Let me make sure I make it a little bit easier for my back. All right, cool. All right, or even after the powerbomb on the tax, she like powders out almost immediately to pick up a chair and swing at her. It's like, yeah, I was surprised. What, the, at what that. was that? Of, you know, and it just kind of seemed like they, I don't like, know what oh, the oh, finish did, was supposed to be. Did you not be. just land on, on tax? Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm saying like, right. So, but, uh, and I will say, uh, what bugged me was in the match rules in the beginning. They, they noted that. Yeah. I was about to bring that up too. It wouldn't matter if she climbed out there's the no, cage yeah, because no it ex- had to be only a submission or pin, pin or right or knockout was it knockout or no, maybe yeah maybe. i just know that they said there was no escape and then the the moment the match starts brit is trying to escape well they didn't okay so i i didn't hear them say that until the second attempt so i don't know if they explained it before the match started but when i heard it it was like right after and shivani had framed it as in and so i don't really i'm not sure why she's or he he started off with i don't know why she's doing that because it you can't win that way. And then goes, so if she climbs out, she could actually retain the the title via count out. And I was uh, like, what? I, what? I, 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 that don't I, make no sense. Like, I was like, what the hell? Like, Because I was about to say, like, even even if they said it after to us, mm-hmm. the wrestlers are supposed to have the rules explained to them. Like, assumingly, that's how it goes. Yeah. So they're knowledgeable of what, I mean, especially when, you know, you, you, technically you sign a, a contract for the championship match with the stipulations. Right? Yeah. So it's like you would know ahead of time that the escape doesn't have anything to do yeah, with cause... winning. So it's like, I don't know. That, that's me, you know, possibly peeling the layers back too much, too real. Yeah. But, and for them to you know, say that way early, it was like, so is that what she's going to do? So but, you guys other, get more miles on this. Other than her immediately, especially when she she volunteered herself to come out solo dolo, and then yeah. as soon as she's locked in there, she tries to escape. I thought that was weird. But uh, other than that, in the tax, I like the match. Yeah, I mean, and I'm a, I'm going to agree with you. Like, I, I did like the match, but I, I, it seemed like maybe they tried to jam-pack too many misdirects. Like, I felt like, you yeah. know, like you said, maybe her coming down solo. not every has I, to be like that. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean? Because I, I felt like the so – I think because they're trying to throw off the obvious we're in San Antonio, it's probably going to be Thunder Rosa – you know what I mean? Hey, they're the ones who who, who booked it. I mean, yeah, and, and I wonder you know. if that. But to me, yeah, it, between the ref bump and then her coming out solo, which sort of suggests if someone's not going to take advantage of Aubrey's being able to enter the, they might climb over and they might be already underneath the ring. Yeah, you know especially with the ref bump, and then there's no one there. Yeah, I don't know who would have opened the the door for him. And, yeah, and, I, and it's hard not to think like Mercedes when it came down to try to equalize the situation. You know what yeah, I'm saying? That, so. True. Don't don't get it twisted, mommy. I still want to shout. But at maybe the that would have been overbooked too. Who knows? But yeah, I mean, but yeah, this was okay. Yeah, it was it was okay. Like I said, the, the, I, I can I can deal with and keep the ref spot if we can take the tax out. But yeah, um, yeah, I would rather take the tax out myself. But uh, yeah, that was that was dynamite. Yeah, man. Um, thank you guys as usual for doing what y'all do. Yeah, and making it easy for us to do what we do, and that's breakdown. All the chaotic wrestling that goes on during the week so that you don't have to, man. We give it to you uh, raw. Our uh, hot takes is just real on the spot. Uh, we don't sugarcoat it, man. And uh, no. if we like it, we like it. If we don't, we don't. And we, we, we don't just not like it just to not like it. No. We'll explain why. And that doesn't make us right. No. But I feel how I feel. Yeah. You feel how and, you feel. You know? Yeah. So, and if you feel how you feel, feel free to engage yourself in oh, our comment section. 100%. You know, you know what I'm saying? Cause, as long as it's respectful. Yeah. You know, I, the toxic shit, I can't deal yeah, with. Yeah, leave that at home. Um, But yeah, man, I uh, definitely appreciate, always appreciate some open discussion with you guys. 
definitely would love to know how you guys feel about a lot of the things we are talking about in this episode, man. So yeah, uh, give us give us a comment. You know, hit us up whether um, on uh, social media. You know, that's always at uh, the Quincy Jones Show on uh, Instagram. That's also uh, Quincy Jones Show on Twitter, and of course Quincy Jones Show on Facebook. Um, always posting, man. We're, uh, as soon as this drops. Probably gonna see us posting uh, about some more stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, just trying to trying to keep the content flowing and going, as you uh, can tell. But also, uh, if you guys are digging the show and uh, would like to support us, you can always do so by uh, checking us out uh, everywhere you go to get your podcast, man. That's uh, Castbox, that's SoundCloud. That's also the good people at True100Radio.com, as always. And of course, there's also Apple Podcasts and Spotify, man. Um, Alternatively, we have, uh, you know, shirts for sale. Yes, sir. Cool little pocket tee, man. It's getting a little bit warmer out, so you might want to go out there. And it's low-key, too, man. It ain't nothing too, uh, you know, over the top. It's not too extravagant. It's real, real nice, real simple you know likes. You know what I mean? Real, real immaculate but with, still, the, with the designs. But still, still drippy, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just got the logo on there. Show uh, the people who you repping, who you listening to, uh, where you go to get your... Uh, Wrestling fix, man, and that's the Quincy Jones show. Right, speaking of shirts, make sure y'all participate on a weekly basis too, man. We get oh, this yeah. Wrestle Wednesdays going on. It's man. been yeah, it's been uh, it's been going up, man. People been uh, really really uh, digging what we're doing, and that's my thing, man. Because I know it's not just us out there. No, you know what I mean. You know, I, maybe it's not an everyday thing, but I know there's some wrestling drip out there. I would love yeah. to share that atmosphere. You know what Let's I mean? Do that, and, uh, yeah. That's just what it is. Make it more commonplace. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't think I've told you. I've had conversations with you about that. Like you know, there's. I just kind of want to make it that 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 kind of like, you know, wrestle wrestling fan, boutique fly type shit. Yeah, no, nah, I, <laughs> you know I mean, I mean like, and I mean, the more confident people see other people from their sort of community, I mean, it just grows and grows. So I totally, I'm I'm down with it, bro. I'm it's popping, man. Yeah, so yeah. definitely check us out on that. We're uh, at wrestle the Quincy Jones Wednesdays, show, baby. Yeah, uh, that's gonna be also on Instagram and TikTok as well. Um, alternatively, you can also check your boy out, Quincy Jones. Mm-hmm. Go. I just dropped a new freestyle, man. It's called Scared. Uh, it is what it is, man. You know, <laughs> go and check it out. Uh, let me know how you're feeling about it. I'm getting some real positive feedback. Uh, so it's, it's, it's been it's been good, man. Um, just a little bit of an appetizer, man. We're getting into album mode. That's what it is. Uh, Hope you get You know mad. what I mean? Um, it's just one of those things. I'm trying to, trying to get things ready. Trying to get things primed for the arrival. You could rap mad now. The the so. <laughs> the return uh, of your boy. It's been seven years. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? Since 2015. Wink, wink. Mm, um. Mm. So yeah. Um. It's just one of those things. But let me not Picked talk up about right it. Where he left let, off. let me let me not talk about it. Let me let me speak about the the man who brought me back into the fold. Uh, uh, the hip hop hybrid himself, Ooh. Doc Lesnar. You can also Ooh. check him out Ooh. on uh, anywhere you go to stream your music. Yeah, man. you guys know what it is D O C L E S N A R in that search bar. Boom, there I are with five star bars for you and yars. I say that every <laughs> week, man. I'm going to keep trying to add a new, new one every time. But you guys know what it is, man. Go to your favorite place, platform, wherever to stream your favorite artist, aka me and your boy Quincy Jones over here, the world's Boom. greatest tag team, the Mega Towers. And go ahead and check out that single as well, World's greatest tag team Absolutely. featuring Quincy Jones go go, go ahead and check out uh my uh my album audio visual i mean i'm telling you man lonely people stays blowing up man it's crazy i mean you but, know what uh i'm gonna take the time to go and check out the bad guy myself. yeah i was i was gonna plug it oh yeah, i'm yeah. sorry i'm yeah, sorry no, 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 you yeah, good you good you know, just, you're good. You know I, it just one it's one of the ones that's been on there for a while check it out man we we, we made it what 2017 um 
yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. kind of kind of an ode to to being the. Sometimes it's it's just better being the bad guy. Yeah, you guys. Just, I mean, it's it enough said, man. I mean, we got the bad guy up as well. Check that out. Yeah, Quincy Jones, uh, yours truly, Doc Lesnar. Uh, yeah, and check out my latest album. This is awesome. This is a entire project. Rest of rap. You know, what I mean, got my boy Quincy Jones on it. Mega Rand is on it. I Ellis. Uh, in the meantime, follow your boy at Doc Lesnar on Mercari. Yeah, check me out. I got all that wrestling stuff for you down. Got that memorabilia, etc. Go ahead and follow me at uh, Doc Lesnar on Instagram at Doc underscore KGS Pod for all things this pod and more wrestling news, etc., etc. And follow me at Doc Lesnar on TikTok. And of course, uh, I'm Doc Lesnar on Facebook and Twitter. Other than that, you know what, Quincy? I got three words for these pricks. <laughs> Top guys, guys out. out.